0: Welcome and welcome again to Lost Rhetoric. I am Jason Dingus. Thank you for being here with me. If you are a return listener, as usual, I love you and thank you. If you are a new listener, welcome, welcome and welcome to the show. Uh, so, you know, I like to get into analytics right off the bat here. Uh, let's talk little statistics. Last week's episode, real good. It was a real strong, really awesome episode with my friend JPX. Uh, I'm glad people are listening. And as usual, like I always say, tell your friends, tell everyone, share a link, let everyone know about it. And if you feel so inclined, please, I beg of you, get on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating, uh, leave a review. Um, This week's pretty funny because I don't really get many ratings or reviews. Right now I'm sitting at almost as many reviews as I have, or actually as many ratings as I have episodes. I mean, this is the 12th episode. I've only got 14 ratings and like five reviews, and I actually lost a review this week and a rating, and I was really confused, I was thinking, holy shit, I'm to the point now where I'm just, I'm losing people. But it was just my friend Mike leaving a different review, a new review, because on Apple Podcasts, you can only leave one review. So, if you have an old review, and you leave a new one, it deletes your old one and replaces it with a new one. So, I was really confused. But, that being said, after the dust settled, I still only have the same amount of reviews and ratings as I did, shit, maybe two weeks ago. So... Get on there, and uh, if you use Apple Podcasts, just leave a leave a five star rating. Say some words. It it helps with the visibility of the show. Uh, it helps in the ratings. If if you know I ever get to the point where uh, I would be rated or ranked in the charts, uh, it helps with all of that stuff. So get on there and anywhere you can. Apple Podcasts especially. Rate review. Share a link. Tell your friends. All right. <laughs> let's move on here. Um, let's get into the top five. Top five cities um, that listened to last week's episode. Uh, actually, before I get into that, last week I said that we were getting international, and I was all excited because there were countries listening. There were listeners in countries that I hadn't noticed before, and I'm, I'm still figuring out how to read all these stats, but
1: it
0: turns out... It's been international for a while, so let me just rattle off all the countries that have been listening so far, Uh, besides the United States, Canada, Germany, France, Estonia, Latvia, Argentina, Poland, Ireland, Sweden, the UK, India, Lithuania, Turkey, and I know for a fact, new as of this past week, Norway, so thank you all over the world (laughs) keep listening and yes tell everyone you know please tell all your friends and keep it keep the numbers up i love it it's amazing so who listened the most to the last episode um in the united states that's where most of my listeners are so let's get into that number five northwood new hampshire have no idea where that is. I mean, I know where New Hampshire is, but I don't know where Northwood is, but I really appreciate you listening and keep listening and thank you so much keep like let let everyone in New Hampshire know. it's the granite state, right? have Have, have my voice just bouncing off the granite in, in the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, number four: Anchorage, Alaska that's awesome thank you anchorage and thank you alaska keep listening keep it up uh number three leesburg virginia hasn't been in in the in the top five yet and that's awesome leesburg very close to uh my hometown of winchester and uh, i appreciate all you guys listening And number two, the aforementioned Winchester, Virginia. I honestly thought Winchester would come in number one on this one because, you know, that's where I'm from. That's where JPX is from. Strong showing, but number one for the second week in a row, Happy Valley, Oregon. So, again, thank you so much, Happy Valley. I couldn't love you more. Keep listening. Keep it up. Awesome. 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 Now, what am I listening to this week? Uh, well, there's a couple new records out that I'm very excited about. One of them being the new Zephaniah Ahora record called "Listening to the Music." Uh, I, I mentioned him a few weeks ago for about his first album, "This Highway." I highly recommended that, and I highly recommend this one. He he's knocking it out of the park, man. If you if you really like old school country in the style of Merle Haggard, um, you're going to love him. And, and, and you, if you think he's not really doing anything original and he's just kind of rehashing an old style, uh, fuck you. Because I think that's a very difficult thing to do And he's writing really, really, really good songs. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're just great. So if you're into that style of music check him out if you haven't already zephaniah Ahora. listening to the music highly recommended by me jason dingus all right the other album i've been listening to a lot is the new necrot album uh called mortal um i really feel like i gotta like enunciate that, or, like really push that t in mortal because i think in my everyday speech i say mortal which sounds weird But yeah, Necrot, Mortal, (laughs) out on Tank Crimes, Uh, awesome band from the Bay, fucking great, crushing, you know, thrashy, metal, fucking heavy on the death side, on the thrash side, on the fucking heavy side. It's just a great metal record, so check them out if you have not checked out Necrot. Uh... Yeah, that's that's it for what I've been listening to this week. I did I did want to throw out there that my friend Shannon sent a, a nice t-shirt for my son that's you know, it's just a, a a bunch of UFOs on the front. The the shapes of UFOs that have been seen throughout the world. And it's kind of a jokey, half joke, half serious shirt uh for my son to wear. And it was really awesome and I appreciate that, Shannon. Thank you so much. And I wanted to say hello. To your children, who I know listen with you. So, Teenie, Desmond, also known as Big Bubba, and Perrin, Pear Bear, hello from the studio here in Portland, Oregon. I fucking love you. Bon Air, Virginia, fucking love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. So I guess Teenie says that my favorite word is fuck, or any variation of the word Fuck. Uh, I guess she doesn't say that, but when I say it, she says, there he goes saying his favorite word again. So sorry, teeny. I'll try to cut back on that. And, uh, yeah, if you want to see that shirt, get on Instagram at lost rhetoric podcast. Uh, I posted a picture of it, so check it out. Now tonight I will be getting into some Western Pennsylvania weirdness, with my good friend Dave Angelini who has been on the program before. You might remember him from uh, I think it was the fifth episode. Yeah, the fifth episode when we talked about the moon. So if you haven't checked that episode out, it's a great introduction to Dave. And if you've listened to it, you know what to expect tonight. It's going to get wild. So here it is. Here's me and Dave Angelini talking uh, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania and Chestnut Ridge and really weird shit in western Pennsylvania. What hey, what's up, Dave? Can you hear me? Yes. All right, cool. Good. Yeah, you can hear me, I take it. Yeah, you're good Yeah, 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 yeah yeah. Dave Angelini is back, everyone He's back So this technically the third time? Well, no Okay You know, it's it's. Well, wait, shit, they don't know about that, never mind <laughs> Well, everyone knows I have technical difficulties I talk about it every fucking week Because <laughs> I do uh, Whatever, it's COVID, it's not your fault It's COVID's fault <laughs> Yeah, it's it's my very old, cheap, free software and ch- cheap old equipment, uh, but hey, it gets the job done. Sometimes Got you gotta virus. do. Sometimes you gotta do a couple things, you know, twice. I don't know.
1: Whatever. But well, it's gonna be even better this time.
0: It's gonna be even better. I mean, you know, whatever. It, it's just it's, it just is what it is. But yeah, uh, you're back. Uh, you might remember, listeners, Dave from episode five, when we really, really broke down the moon. We fucking, yep. yeah, just destroyed the moon, I like to say. <laughs> we just,
1: we, I think we, it,
2: like, if there's anything else to talk about the fucking moon, like, I would love if somebody brought it up to one of us.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there is you know, funny. plenty to talk about.
2: The next day, there was a couple things where I was like, shit, I forgot to mention that. Like, little things, but there was a couple things that I was like, damn it. But, like, seriously, I think we touched all the bases that need to be touched.
0: Yeah, it was so. a it was a flawless episode, I gotta say. What's that? <laughs> it was a flawless episode. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
1: No well, one's
2: Shit, now, now I gotta... Alright, well, this one's gonna be good.
1: Okay. Yeah, no pressure.
2: Oh, and we'll be ready to go. I'm good. I got my whiskey, I got water, I got
0: a couple beers and a cooler. Great go. You're 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 good to go. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I got my I got my uh, essential six pack uh, on ice in a sense. Uh, ready to go. Uh, yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's get into some uh, Western Pennsylvania weirdness. That's that's what we're here to talk about.
2: Is, but, yeah.
0: You were breaking up. What'd you say?
2: Oh, I said redundant. I mean, I, like I was saying, Western Pennsylvania is a fucking weird-ass place to begin with. And then you bring in a lot of paranormal stuff that I wasn't even aware of until recently. Yeah. And it just makes it an even weirder place.
0: It is. Yeah. And, you know, you grew up there. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's going to come out tonight because... We're gonna be talking about the Kecksburg incident, uh, and that. It's funny
2: when you asked me. I knew I definitely knew what it was. Like probably more from just being into stuff like that, you know. As an adult, than growing up around there, but growing up, I still, you know, was aware of it at least, like as a teenager or whatever. So it's funny when you ask. But it was shit. It's definitely something I can talk about because you know it was like 17 miles from where I grew up. Yeah. Or whatever.
0: And you grew up in Greensburg, correct?
2: Yeah, Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And
0: that that town's going to come up tonight because one of the main researchers, Stan Gordon, I believe is from Greensburg. And I think he was living in Greensburg in 1965 when the incident happened. Uh, Yeah, so we're we're definitely going to be getting into that. Um, But, you know, we're also going to be getting into some Chestnut Ridge stuff, which I didn't really know anything about Chestnut Ridge, uh, but that's... I,
2: I mean, besides the stuff that I know now, and knowing that where I grew up was kind of weird, but like, I don't know, you could say that about a lot of places people grew up. Yeah, I didn't know about, like, I remember, like, I we'll, we'll get into it, but whatever. I've heard a couple, but definitely not as much as, as I found out recently was going on, or mm-hmm. at least had gone on.
0: Right. Yeah, because uh, when you were growing up, this stuff was just not on your radar, right?
2: Not really. There was a, there was a guy um, in this, like, pop-punk band um, that were a little bit older than I was, uh, that I would go see and stuff. And um, later on, he opened up some, like... It was, like, a junk vintage kind of... I don't know. It was, like, a weird store. But then he had his own... He had a magazine called, like, Curb Magazine. It was, like, a glorified kind of, like zine but it was like wasn't really a zine and um they always me and my friends in high school cause we like you know we knew the dude from playing and shit so we would like get this zine cause it was free and there was always like an article about Kecksburg and we're just like what the fuck is up with Kexburg? like <laughs> you know we had known about it at this point or at least maybe from seeing it in her magazine or whatever but it was like yeah there was like a UFO crash like whatever you know and every like whether it was like i-weekly or monthly whatever came out <laughs> like there was always a kexberg article well mm-hmm. like i told you i hit that dude up when you hit me up right doing this
0: that's crazy and, um, that's awesome what's that i said that's awesome that you got in touch with this guy after all these years
2: and then he was like and i didn't really even know him that though no. like he was in a band with someone that my cousin dated and whatever and uh i was like hey ask him a questions and he's like well you should hit up this guy, Stan Gordon. He was one who wrote all the articles, which is nuts. Cause That's it
0: was
2: wild. From a pop punk band's like neighborhood like, kind of zine thing. And he, you know, more of a magazine, but it was just like, you know, it wasn't glossy or anything like, you know, legit.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um,
2: yeah, Stan Gordon wrote the you know, article every time it came out about like paranormal stuff, which is fucking crazy. So yeah. that was probably like late 90s, like '98. Right, Something like that, 99.
0: Man, that, that is wild because uh, Stan Gordon's going to come up a lot because he's the main researcher behind... Oh, yeah. he's, he's been researching this, basically. I mean, he it happened in 1965 when he was 16 years old. And essentially, since then, he has dedicated his whole life to... To, to figuring this incident out, uh, and he... When did his
2: documentary come out? Like, 2016? No,
0: or his, his documentary, which is called... Uh, I think it's called Kecksburg, The Untold Story, or Kecksburg UFO, The Untold Story, or something like that. It came okay. out in 1998. Um, oh, okay. Still, I mean, 1998
2: from, what, 65? yeah like yeah. that's fucking nuts yeah and, and i mean he does he does paranormal stuff in general but yeah he's been like he's been the key. i think he like basically there's another guy I forget his name he's in one or both of the documentaries but mm-hmm. yeah i guess stan gordon is basically the kexberg guy
0: yeah he is the kexberg guy and
2: you could call him a, a kexbert
0: kexberg Kecksper, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah that's he's definitely a kexpert for sure and in that other documentary the invasion of chestnut ridge which he wasn't the director of he's he's in it a lot i mean he's he's the expert he's the kexpert he's all over yeah. the place he's he's the go-to guy uh but I yeah was thinking it's, about
2: this today or yesterday he's probably single maybe maybe I mean, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of free time
1: like hey i'm not judging this is going to be me this is going to be <laughs> me in a couple of years hopefully you know <laughs> well you... But, but yeah like I, I think he's single i don't i don't think that there's a mrs mrs gordon and if it is it's
2: his mom probably
0: oh boy well maybe when you reach the point in your life where you move back home <laughs> yeah
2: me and Stan Gordon will
0: team up. Yeah, you'll you, you, the ne- the next gen Stan Gordon, right? <laughs> but yeah, let's that, let's get into it a little bit. Uh, so this Kecksburg incident, which the 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 village, as it's called, the village of Kecksburg. In Pennsylvania. I think mean,
2: it's just being nice, because it's so small. Yeah, it like, is it's just it's like, a small place. I mean, it's a little redneck, like Hicktown. Right. It's that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well...
2: But, I mean, I, that's basically all where I grew up. No, no offense to rednecks or hicks. <laughs>
0: Well, it, de- it depends on what they believe in. There's,
2: I, I mean, a lot exactly, of offense yeah, I was gonna, I
0: was gonna to say, certain rednecks and his
2: Evidence aside, so,
0: but not these fellas. These, these guys seem they, they seem nice. Everyone,
2: oh, yeah, no, these are quality
0: hicks. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I usually don't watch stuff unless it's very pertinent to the episode. But this episode, I can't. There's. The, the Kecksburg, The Untold Story, Stan Gordon documentary. There's the Unsolved Mysteries. This is the second episode yeah. I've done where there's an incident where Unsolved Mysteries covered it. So I watched the Unsolved Mysteries episode. And then there's the the Chestnut Ridge documentary that basically starts off with the Kexberg incident and then moves on to all the other weird shit. So, you know, I spent over three hours watching stuff about this incident yeah. that I didn't even know about and, I feel, and it's known I feel like it's, what makes
1: this
0: it's known bad. as Pennsylvania's Roswell you know
2: yeah i mean it
1: really
0: you there dave are you there uh-oh we may have lost you oh sh- did you drop oh, out shit. what about now did you drop it? Oh, there you are all right Damn, that's a first. I don't even care what happened. There's interference.
2: (laughs) Hold on. I seem to be good.
0: Man, we're Um, we're both having problems tonight. Hey, everyone. Technical difficulties over here. It's uh, fun times. Dave and I are trying to figure out what's going on at this moment. About three, four minutes down. But then we figure it out. And then we pick it back up. So... Here's here's us trying to figure out where the hell we left off. Oh, god damn
2: it. Yo, you there?
0: Yeah, yeah, I can hear you.
2: Okay. Uh, you were saying that it's Pennsylvania's Roswell.
0: Which yeah, I
2: thought
0: it's... was Pennsylvania's Roswell. What's that? I said Pennsylvania's Roswell, that's right.
2: Yeah, which, which is nuts because it's not like... It's, I think it's basically like roswell
1: you know it's like everybody's roswell
2: like they said roswell was um like weather balloons mm -hmm. they actually you know saw everybody saw something at fucking kecksburg like that right
0: well the the way that i've been thinking about this kecksburg incident and the difference between it and the roswell incident is not only the the time that it happened but i feel like the folks of Kexburg, mainly Stan Gordon and uh, m- maybe some others, are really pushing this incident. And uh, Roswell was an actual national, an international kind of phenomenon where it's like, what the fuck happened in Roswell? And Kexburg is more, no one knows what happened in Kecksburg, but the people of Kecksburg are going to let you know, you know, like they're not letting it die. Yeah. They're, 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 they're the ones pushing the story instead of people. <laughs> like how many people are really asking about it? You know what I mean? It's more, they're kind of, tr- t- I mean, like, they're kind of yeah, telling like if it. If I grew
2: up next to Roswell, <laughs> I would definitely hear way more about it than if I grew up next to Texberg, obviously. Yeah. But like, it is funny to think about because it's like, I don't know. Like now, now that we've been talking about it, and I've been—it's been on my radar for the past couple of days and a week or whatever. I mean, it's like one of the biggest UFO crashes that I know about. You know?
0: Yeah, it's it is pretty wild. And let's let's get into the details because the, the term UFO uh, is is used loosely in this situation because uh, of
2: it shouldn't be synonymous for spaceship. Yeah, 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 or whatever. It's literally yeah. an, an object
0: that can't be identified. That's right. It's it's in 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 the in the incident here in Kexburg. It is quite literally an unidentified flying object, uh, not necessarily uh, extraterrestrial, as we'll find out. But could be, you know, as with anything. You know I mean,
2: at one at one
0: point, or who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um. So yeah, on on the afternoon of Thursday, December ninth, nineteen sixty-five, um, around four forty-seven p.m., which in the winter time is gotta be pretty I mean, close.
2: Almost, it it might be dark. By it, that. Yeah, it
0: could be close to dark or damn near dark at that point. Um, I remember when I, when I especially in the, in the woods,
2: 90, my shift would start at five uh, yeah. when I worked in downtown Philly and I would be getting off the train and it would be dark already. Mm-hmm. So yeah, was definitely like a possibility that it was at least like, you know, that you could probably see some stuff in the sky at that point already.
0: Uh, in all the reenactments that I saw, especially in the, uh, Unsolved Mysteries, it was daytime, but. Who knows I mean, we weren't fucking there I, I never really any, heard anyone specifically say It was dark out Because a lot of kids were out playing A lot of the witnesses are small children Yeah, so,
1: what time of year was it again? It was December
0: that, that I don't remember It was December It was the winter time So it, it definitely was It definitely was getting dark But it seems like a lot of children were still out playing And it was, you know It was, you know, damn near dinner time It was, it was about time to get yeah. to get in here but yeah, so at 4:47, a fireball in the sky was seen uh, everywhere. I mean, but in Ke- <laughs> like, all right, so it, we're gonna get to Kecksburg because this is where this object landed. Uh, but it, you know, at 4:47, it landed in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. But it 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 was seen in seven different states and it, it it took this weird flight path uh and there were reports all over the 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 midwest so this fireball had been seen in canada, michigan, indiana, ohio, i mean you, whatever just like the midwest but it, you know starting up in ontario, canada is I was
2: just hanging out, was just going to see some friends,
1: you know like
0: Yeah, that seems to having be a drink. That seems to be uh the where the the first witnesses were that far north you know so yeah then down over detroit and the windsor area and uh-huh. then 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 this then this object this fireball around cleveland took a, like a 25 degree southeastern turn and started heading towards the pittsburgh area and then Once it got to Greensburg, or a little bit past Greensburg, it went south, and then it started heading north. Like, it took a fucking U-turn up towards Kecksburg, which is southeast of Greensburg.
2: I'm glad that you know the geography because I am shit
1: with well, geography,
2: especially like around there, which I, sh- I should be better. But yeah, it totally sounds like a meteorite, right? Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's okay, uh, you know? yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it, it, it certainly doesn't sound like a meteorite. I mean, no, at
2: all. That would no. be the last thing. Yeah, like it, it. You could explain a meteorite like under the water more than you could explain a meteorite in the air doing what it's doing.
0: Right. Yeah. So. Uh, We'll get into the meteorite thing because that was the official military explanation, which is total bullshit. Uh, so this this fireball actually caused scattered fires all around Ohio. Uh, in in this town, Elyria, outside of Cleveland, about twenty miles or twenty minutes west of Cleveland, set about ten fires in about a thousand square feet radius there. And I didn't know that. Yeah, and people were saying it was a meteorite. Like, one resident said that they saw a volleyball-sized meteorite. Uh, Meteorites
2: don't just, like, coast around at one certain altitude in different states.
0: No, no, no. And they don't go as slow as I'm not a
2: meteorologist, which
0: I don't even know if they study meteorites, but I don't think
2: that's what happens. No, and... Not if something's falling, it doesn't change directions and <laughs> no, move around like uh,
0: that. No. No, it absolutely not. And it's moving so fucking fast. And this this object was moving slow as we'll get into. Uh but yeah, you know, and then, so this this there's scattered fires all around which is kind of strange. Like what is it? it's dropping <laughs> The fire fu- Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh but th- this this object th- this sighting, right? was seen, like I said, over seven states and up in Canada. It was reported all over the fucking country. Like, the next day, there was a UPI article, which is essentially, it's the United Press International. It's I guess it's kind of like the Associated Press now. Like, I saw, I saw the same article in papers all over the fucking country. Like, in Billings, Montana, Orlando, Florida, Johnson City, Tennessee, Wilmington, Delaware. There, you know, not to mention all the local... Pennsylvania papers but there was in like Kokomo Indiana and but then there were also separate articles in in Los Angeles and in Spokane and in like New York State like this I mean this fireball was was seen all over the place and it was reported all across the country and the UPI article was specifically about the crash about it landing in Kecksburg so Kecksburg was, no, like, it, national it, it news. No, it was on fire you know?
2: the whole time.
0: What was that? Was it on fire the whole time?
2: It, it wasn't, like... No, nobody saw, like, a, a craft or anything. It was all, like... Whatever happened, it caught on fire at some point and then flew the whole way around North America before it crashed, right? Yeah, well... It was on fire the entire time.
0: What I, From all of the witnesses I've from all the witnesses that i've read about they they all kind of said it was on fire in the sky like it had a trail
2: of yeah they they talk about how it doesn't i don't want to jump ahead but how it had no visible signs of propulsion yeah so it wasn't like the fire was like an engine or something yeah that's that's why definitely like not on purpose
0: yeah that's why people think or people that's probably why the air force and the military said it was a meteorite because that's, yeah. it's easy, it, 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 it was a solid object falling from the sky on fire, but it doesn't yeah. mean...
2: But they, ex- they are able to explain away everything. Yeah, Every but- UFO incident is always, I read something where it's just like, it's always explained. Like, there's never, like, a UFO incident where they're like, shh, you know, like, official press release, like, shit, we don't know what it was.
0: Yeah, they gotta um, have an answer, like, you know? Swamp gas,
2: a leather balloon, a meteorite. There's always some sort of, like, you call it a cover-up or whatever, there's some sort of, like, bullshit statement where, yeah. like, they always know what it is. And that seems really suspicious, because it's never like, well, we don't know what it was, but it's probably nothing. It's like, we have to fucking explain this away. Yeah. It's a meteorite. Like,
0: you they have they to always, define it. every
2: time it's, like, a crash or something, they always have an excellent
0: explanation for it yeah well it's it's just like a, um, a high profile murder case you got to find a suspect whether they did it or not just to just yeah. to, just yeah, to, you can't just like sit around yeah you can't not find someone you gotta you gotta you gotta display to the public that you are doing your job and you gotta explain mm-hmm. it, that mm-hmm. you, you have to find an answer whether it's fucking right or not so, so-
2: it's almost like scapegoating,
0: yeah kind of, if we're Yeah, they're like, scapegoating oh, meteorites right meteorite. Mm-hmm. Fucking meteorites, sca- the the obvious <laughs> scapegoat here. But, um, yeah, the early reports of this are are actually kind of funny because, like I said, they were coming from all over the Midwest, uh having seen this. So, early reports of of this fireball in the sky before we even get to the Kexburg part portion of this. Uh, said that it could have been a high-altitude test rocket fired over Lake leak, Jesus Christ over Lake Erie, but the National Guard and Air Force denied that one was fired. You know, uh, so also apparently the Coast Guard had deployed four vessels onto Lake Saint Clair. After it was reported a flying object exploded over the Detroit-Windsor area. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... I didn't know that either. Yeah, so there are people in the Midwest who saw this fireball, and they're freaking out. And if there, you know, if, if fires... Are, I don't, you know... If there's seriously... I don't even know what... If there really are fires being started, people are probably freaking out. Because uh, you can only imagine parts of this fireball are falling from the sky and starting fires. That's all, yeah. you know what I mean? But pilots for Air Canada reported seeing a flash in the sky and feeling a shock, like an actual shock in their fus- fuselages. Oh, yeah. So...
1: Were I mean, there
2: any, um, uh, like, airport, like, uh, what the fuck are those called? Like, the radars um at, like, airports, did they report anything? Do you know of?
0: Uh, well... Not the only thing I got from that UPI article I didn't see anything either. It a spokesperson from the Army's six six two radar squadron reported, quote, We don't know what we have here. <laughs> so that's All right. that that was early that's that was the UPI article see, that went out the next day. That's you
2: know? what I wish their official statement.
0: Yeah. Was. Yeah, and that was that was initial. That was their initial from what I understand statement. Uh but uh-huh. yeah yeah man I mean this this flash or this fireball was seen like I said it was like from London Ontario Michigan's upper peninsula all the way like northern west virginia which we'll find out that's where like the chestnut ridge kind of ends uh-huh. is like somewhere in west virginia and like western new york they fucking saw I mean all over the midwest and kind of the 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 northeast part of of america not new england not that high up but New York, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, actually, air traffic control in Ohio That's somewhere, now that, now, now that I'm seeing it, the only thing I guess I got besides that Army squadron is the radar people, air traffic control and some weather observers, which I guess are just civilians, I don't really know, in Ohio... Mm-hmm. Reported a meteor around 4:44 p.m., which is three minutes apparently before it cr- it crashed in Kecksburg. So that's okay. I think
2: that corroborates that because I don't think there's any other evidence of like an actual meteor that night. But
0: yeah, I know of. But you know, three minutes before, you know, right? It it seems it, se- it yeah. seems like this thing was hauling ass like a meteor, or like a meteorite would. In our atmosphere, but when it got to yeah, Texarkana, has
2: some sort of like trajectory where it's like on one one course. It's not going to like be able to move around like that. Like it would have landed in fucking Canada or whatever. Right. You know? It wouldn't. It's not going to keep falling all around North America.
0: No. So it seems it it, it seems to me that once it got into Pennsylvania especially around over Greensburg there, it must have slowed down significantly, and that's when it started heading south, and then it took a U-turn and just literally turned around and started going back up north, and then it slowly landed in Kecksburg in the fucking woods. And that's...
2: The weird coincidence that I never thought of is... We'll talk about all the weirdness around there. It seemingly just, you know, was on fire and crashed somewhere. It happened to crash there. It wasn't like, because we'll talk about other UFO sightings around there. This wasn't a UFO sighting. It just happened to crash there. Or, I don't know, maybe that's a thing. Like, maybe it crashed there on purpose for some reason.
0: Yeah, and, you know, there's not too much that happened in the area before this incident, but some stuff did um and we'll get into that a little later but this seems to be maybe what created a lot of the fucking fervor the jumping off and, Yeah, you know, I mean maybe it created a lot of paranoia and a lot of people just seen shit that maybe isn't there but you know there's there's plenty of examples of weird shit that happened all all around the area after 1965, but not many before 1965, which is always curious, you
2: know. It, it definitely it, is. It's it, like, it definitely is.
0: What, what do you?
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't know much about. I don't remember any thing, any documentary that I watched or anything I looked up. Talked about like, like native legends around that area mm-hmm. about like you know all the like thunderbird. I think there were thunderbird legends, um, but
1: oh, I yeah.
2: can't remember.
0: I don't know um, much so about the know. legends. Like, like,
2: there may have been, you know, older, older, like, legends of, like, weird shit, but I'm not really sure.
0: Yeah, I didn't really get into that, like, uh, the, the the history of that. But, you know, there's modern day, we'll get into it, there's modern day sightings of of these things that are pretty fun to talk about. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, let's, let's, let's say, uh, yeah, let's get back into this Kecksburg uh thing. So the
2: So it crashed around what? It was like early night, like eight o'clock, nine o'clock when it crashed? I can't remember.
0: Well, it was four forty seven PM when it was seen falling falling from the sky. So it crashed around five PM. So
2: Oh shit, okay. So it was that early.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was mid afternoon. Yeah. Like that's that's when it actually crashed. That's when the first reports of all these kids, because there were a lot, there were a lot of witnesses. That's the one unique thing about this. Most
2: of the witnesses are fucking kids.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they, they they were a yeah, lot of kids because you know, and they're all out playing. They're all out doing something. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, so the uh, I mean, I mean, let's get in. Let's get into some of these witnesses. Uh, you know, there's. One one dude in the docu- documentary, Randy Overly. He's he he's the guy uh, who said that he saw it from like a couple hundred uh, hundred <laughs> a, a couple hundred feet in the air, moving. He he says as fast as a small airplane, right? So not very fucking fast. Just seriously, yeah. just cruising at a, a low altitude. He saw this object. And it was flying towards him and over over him, and uh, he said it was. Br- he could, it was so close he could see. He said brownish, grayish in color, shaped like an acorn. Every single person that saw this yeah, in Kexburg, no one, no all, one deviates from the word the acorn. Yeah, it, every single witness in Kecksburg. color
2: everything. It's, it's an acorn. Like- yeah. You know, you get a lot of UFOs that are like, you know, shiny metal or like reflect, there's like weird colors or whatever. Everybody says the same
0: fucking thing about this. It's really unique that way because not only, I mean, so many people saw it in the air, but a lot of people saw it on the ground as well. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, we'll get into it. But yeah, this this kid who's an adult now with a sick mullet in the documentary, um, (laughs) he's, I think he's in the Chestnut Ridge one too, if you're few years later uh or maybe it was yeah, unsolved mysteries he definitely, it doesn't like, matter went
2: through some sort of like stylistic change so yeah. i did recognize him at first he, but, he, uh, he were, yeah he, he's in both of them
0: this guy well, reminds me of the, uh, unsolved mysteries maybe I, I think it was unsolved mysteries but this guy reminds me of the dude that owned the comic book shop i used to go to back in my hometown no. <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it <laughs> makes sense anyway uh yeah so he describes it As moving slow in the air, as like a small plane with brownish grayish color, shaped like an acorn, with like a red yellow green fire coming out of the back, um, covered in quote vapor and making a hissing noise. Now it should be said that it's acorn shaped, right? Which is like kind of a like a tapered end with a like a round kind of cap on the top. You know, like kind of kind of kind of like a yeah, kinda of like a, a plug or maybe like a cork or something. Um but this particular vessel, you would think it would be coming into the earth's atmosphere like tip tapered tip down, like pointy end down, but it was actually opposite. It was pointy end of the acorn up and like the the flat round uh top, as it were, was what was leading, that was, that's what was the front of it.
2: So when they described the crash, because I, that's what I heard and imagined, is it was weirdly floating like upright. But there was a guy, I think, in the Stan Gordon documentary, that talked about when it landed, um, I guess for sake of just being able to picture it, like pe- the penis tit part of it. Right. Like the, the head of the penis was
0: in the ground. Yeah, maybe. But
2: like, it didn't. But that description kind of implies that there was a propulsion from like, again, I guess. So you can just imagine it from like the ass part of it, like the bottom of the bell, right? Where it was like, but that wasn't like nobody ever talks about propulsion. They just talked that it was like on fire. So it's like I heard that it landed like head first, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, but the flying was. You know, it wasn't propelled like a bullet. It wasn't that. Right. It was upright.
0: Right. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I.
2: Which I mean that, but that goes that goes along with a lot of like other UFOs where they're like you know the classic disc and like stuff like that. They're all just like kind of you know wobbling uh, horizontally. You know, they're not flying like flying like a bullet or like you right sideways or anything.
0: You know, now that like you mention it. I feel like Unsolved Mysteries depicted it tip down in the dirt, uh, but
2: I, that's, yeah. that's how I heard that it landed. But yeah, it was like yeah, I think it was flying upright. Okay,
0: well that makes sense. Uh, well, there, there's an explanation later that kind of, kind of like maybe corroborates what I'm saying about it being kind of flipped, uh, but. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know. I mean, there's no. Spe- I, maybe I'm just speculating based on the research that I've done. Maybe I, I don't know if anyone specifically said what I just said, uh, but I said it, so fuck it. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, so yeah, so this 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 kid, he was a kid at the time, but now he's got a sick gray. Grayish white hair mullet going on. I assume it's not that different than the, than the hairstyle he had when he saw the Kexberg crash. It probably hasn't changed one bit. Uh, <laughs> just the color. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's that's what that's what he saw: slow moving acorn shaped thing on fire, slowly crashing into the ground. Right. So uh, there's this on the opposite end, um, not a kid. This adult man, Bill Buellbush, uh, <laughs> at first I thought his name was Blue Bush, I wrote it wrong, and you know, I was just like, that's a great fucking name. But that doesn't it, make it any, any worse. Yeah, but it's Bill Bluebush. he saw it, and uh, he said it was a bluish fireball, And he said he saw it going towards whatever mountain is there. Some small little hill. Whatever the fuck it is. And uh, it hesitated. And then, like like it couldn't get over the mountain. And then he said it turned around and started going towards Kecksburg. Like, I don't know what town this guy lives in. uh, But he said that he saw it not be able to go a certain direction and then turn around and go oh, to Texas.
2: Yeah, some reason it couldn't get up over the mountain. yeah
0: so that's that's probably the u-turn that I'm talking about when they, it was heading south uh, and then it which, turned around and went to- north you know
2: totally totally what I think uh, what meteorites do like,
0: that's every
2: meteorite I've totally ever heard of for a meteorite
0: yeah that's what that's what they do I think uh, they intelligently choose their own path
2: <laughs> They can't go I guess. When yeah. already down, can't like, go
0: up. Shit. Yeah. I don't want to go down here. <laughs> but, um... Again,
2: like, like, thinking about how long this thing has been on fire. Right. Um, and people talk, talking about how it's not moving fast, and it's like, you know, seemingly intelligently controlled, that makes me think again, because I haven't thought about this, why did it kind of almost seemingly pick Kecksburg.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Because it seems like it decided to land there, and then you think about all the other weird stuff right. that we'll talk about that happens there. I don't know. Like I, That could be a coincidence. There's so many weird things about the story. Like Who the fuck knows? Yeah. It's totally a coincidence. Well, this... you know, like, when 9-11 happened, there was a plane that crashed about 45 minutes from um, where I grew up probably a total coincidence
1: oh I never really thought about that the
2: skate park that I used to go to right you know like there was nothing there right but like this when people talk about seeing it and shit it seems like it's kind of deciding where it's trying to go so why the fuck would it go from Canada to you know wherever all these states and try like try to land in Kecksburg or aim for Kecksburg like I don't know also could not be a thing but it seems like a weird coincidence
0: yeah well maybe it's for their own delectation that mm-hmm. <laughs> that sound means that was the new word of the night
2: <laughs> <laughs> I fuck, I forgot to ask you I was going to ask you what the word was
0: delectation but... man uh, and you know delight enjoyment there was you know the, the, for the, yeah so whoever's manning this fucking craft as it were decided that it wanted to land in Kecksburg for I don't know its own shits and giggles but there there is something maybe there's an energy there because like like we're gonna get into there's a lot of weird shit happening on on the uh-huh. on, on that chestnut ridge um but this guy Bill Buellbush says that. This he he again says it was like a metal acorn and oh and another very important uh, um, detail to this acorn is on the base of it like the 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 ass end of it I guess as you were saying not the tip end okay,
2: well, I'm never,
0: I'm never, I'm never the base, of the head, the base I guess. yeah there's there's writing there's what is only described as hieroglyphics there's weird yeah.
2: That's that's the thing that I still, you know, for as many theories as I've thought about what it could be, that doesn't make any sense to me.
0: It is kind of weird. And no one, there's no pictures of it, you know.
2: That's the thing. We were talking about people being just like, you know, we'll say salt of the earth type people. They have nothing to gain by saying that they saw anything. If if anything, they have something to lose because people are going to think that they're crazy. Yeah. But I think that that also means that, like, maybe there's, like, not, like, a learning curve, but people are like, oh, it's hieroglyphics. But it's not. It's just, like, some sort of markings that they don't understand. Yeah. So they say it's hieroglyphics. Yeah,
0: everyone says Egyptian. Where where people are like,
2: oh, there are strange markings and stuff like that. I think... I'm assuming that a lot of people were just kind of being like, "Oh, it's hieroglyphics," just because that's like the first thing that it's they, the can, closest they can thing, make to yeah. assumption to in their mind.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. It's they all would say Egyptian hieroglyphics is the closest explanation they can, mm-hmm. or the yeah, the closest description to what they they saw. It's just I, I mean, that symbols that they don't every, understand.
2: Everything else. In this story, you're like that kind of makes sense, or that could, you know, that sounds like it could be related to this thing. The Egyptian thing makes no fucking sense. So I feel like that's got to be, and this is just me speculating, that's got to be some sort of just like misinterpretation of like Western Pennsylvania people, which I know very <laughs> well. So I mean, right. I'm just, I'm assuming that that's what that is. That's yeah. why everybody says it's like hieroglyphics because it was just weird markings. Yeah,
0: it, and <laughs> we'll never know because I mean we won't we'll never know exactly what it is but uh well,
2: they also have they have markings on the um the statue or the, like whatever the oh the, thing they have in kexberg right but they just i don't know if somebody just like whatever artist made like the sculpture just made up markings
0: yeah so sure so about about what that. what dave is talking about is the the city or the the village of Kecksburg to this day has I guess what you would call a monument it's just a small replica it's a it's on a, a pole. yeah it's a replica <laughs> of the acorn object and it's on a literal pole like a upright stand and it's just there it's made of styrofoam it's painted like goldish copper and it's got the weird hieroglyph uh, shit written made up language on it And apparently it was was used.
2: Like alchemic symbols or like, you know, it's very just like crude, like lines and stuff like that, which also doesn't really look like hieroglyphics.
0: No, it's just, I mean, I don't know
2: whoever made that, what they're basing it off of.
0: It's just an artist's rendition. And apparently the, the, the replica that is, is there was the, what I read was it was the, Prop used in the Unsolved Mysteries episode. Oh,
1: right. <laughs> they just like donated
0: it. Yeah, but iceberg. but then I watched the Unsolved Mysteries episode, and what they use in that doesn't look anything like what is there. So unless oh. it was some other like the the whatever, I don't know which one it was, but uh, that Chestnut Ridge, I think, documentary. Someone says. They didn't mention Unsolved Mysteries by name. They just said that it was from, quote, some TV show. <laughs> I was like, if it's, well, un- if it's Unsolved Mysteries...
2: Sure there was only you- one TV show yeah. that did anything about Texberg.
0: Yeah, but if it were Unsolved Mysteries, you wouldn't say some TV show. So, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, all I know is, from Unsolved Mysteries, it doesn't look like the 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 prop that was used in the show anyway but it, it it came from some tv show and that's that that is what's there by the fire department yeah, on a pole, on pole. for yeah, yeah yeah
2: because they have the like the official unofficial museum is in the fire department
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and we'll Did get into that really cute like, we'll get um, into why here and in a minute like, this older woman that was like, "Hey, what's going on around town?" That's like my Western PA accent, and it was just like she's probably like 40s, 50s, and she's interviewing Stan Gordon. She's like, "What was it? Like a UFO?" And like does like this whole like little Kexburg like uh around town, you know, kind of like what's going on in Kexburg, and like it's just like you know, wacky place. they had a UFO land. Did you? Are you you see this thing it was Uh -uh. like a pittsburgh like news thing
0: Uh uh-uh i didn't see it
2: oh it's fucking i'll well i'll have to look it up and send it to you but yeah it was just this local like i love it news show where this woman was just like goofy stuff around town and like of course interview stan gordon and then go because they have that it was canceled this year but they have that festival every year yeah yeah they have a
0: fucking kexberg ufo festival Every year, it's like three. It's like three days long. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Three days of this, but it, you how
2: know. Did, how did I not know about? It? I moved out of like, you know, Greensburg in like. I was like twenty, so like two thousand one. I never knew anything about that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, from what I can gather, it's not just about Kecksburg. It's I'm well, sure they I'm well, sure well, they, well, they well, celebrate well, all the well, oddities. Yeah. Likes,
2: its its fire hall events. Yeah. If you got like a spaghetti dinner, or like some like at a fire hall or some sort of like raffle and a barbecue at a fire hall, like people will show
0: up. Yeah. Well, there was video of the festival in that Chestnut Ridge documentary, and they say thousands of people show up. And in the footage, Damn. it didn't look like that many, but there were concessions. You know, it it, it just seems like a nice small town. They got Just, spaghetti
2: dinners,
0: you know. I'm sure, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of shit going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's cool that, you know, Stan Gordon's keeping this whole thing alive, obviously. Um, but yeah, let's get back into the details of this thing that is so celebrated. Okay. Um, yeah, so this thing crashed and, you know, old Billy Buellbush here says that he, you know, the guy that says that he saw it flying towards the mountain and turn around... He he said that he saw, like it was a controlled landing, like a, it was a soft landing, and by the impact on the ground, because it was half in the ground and, and or it was probably less than it was just barely, you know, it was just like a soft crash landing where. What? It was.
2: It seems like when they got it out, they got it out pretty quick. Pretty yeah, quickly,
0: yeah. Like it like, wasn't. It like was, we talked about there was no like impact crater. No. There no. Was no like fucking no. You know, nothing got
2: destroyed by it. Like, no. It kind of was just like oopsie, and just kind of yeah. hit into the dirt, and that was it.
0: Exactly, and it, you know, if it were a fucking meteorite, right, it would have caused, you know, because by all reports, they're saying this thing was, you know, 10, 12 feet tall, eight, ish feet wide or something like that, like a big, uh-huh. it would have, if that would have been an automobile kind of size. Yeah, like the size, quote, eight. size of a Volkswagen, like, yeah, like a bug or something. If that would have been a meteorite of that size, uh, it would have caused... A decent amount of damage, I would imagine, at the, at the speed I mean, at the, and, you know... At
2: the end of the Stan Gordon documentary, he says stuff on behalf of texberg where he's like, please respect the people that live here, there's nothing really to see, whatever. If it was a fucking meteorite that was that big that landed, you would be able to go there and see a huge fucking crater. Yeah,
0: exactly. It would have fucked... That place up.
2: Something up. Something would have gotten... Yeah. And, and trust me, Texberg is not a big place. Yeah. Like, it would it probably have annihilated a, a 30, 40, 50, percent. Yeah. You know. Who
0: knows? Yeah. I mean, if that were a meteorite that legit crashed into the Earth's surface at that size, it would have not skidded and only taken out the first... <laughs> Foot or two, like a top, or two of the top of the topsoil, <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been, yeah, embedded in the ground deep and destroyed a lot of the surrounding area. But this just soft, you
2: get on that. the ground, so a truck that night.
0: yeah. Well, let's get into that too. Because, uh, yeah, no, the, I'm the, getting
2: ahead of myself.
0: no, this, this, this acorn soft, softly. Guided itself somehow seemingly intelligently um it, in into this gully in you know in the woods over here in kecksburg and yeah uh by all reports there were there's no propulsion system, there's no wings, there's no windows. Like that Billy Buell Bush guy was like, there's no rivets, there's no weld marks, it's just a solid yeah, it's a, it's piece the least, of metal. It,
2: it, unless it were a bullet, like, right. you know, it was flying that way, which it wasn't, it was flying like upright at some point. Right. It's like the least aerodynamic looking thing.
0: Right. It's it just. I mean, by, by
2: like our standards of what propulsion is, sure. like, you know, not using some sort of like. Electromagnetic or whatever gravity, fucking zero grav, zero point gravity propulsion or whatever thing. Like, if you're trying to like cut down on wind resistance and stuff, like this is the dumbest looking thing that you would use right. for you know an efficient a, a spaceship.
0: Right. Yeah. And for and if it's manned, you know. How the fuck are you getting in and out of this thing? I mean, like like this guy said there It just looked like a solid piece of metal That's mm. It just looked like Like, you know, I guess a
2: meteorite <laughs> Yeah, well, like, you know, they described it as kind of like an acorn or a bell So it's like solid Like there's yeah, no doors, there's no windows yeah. There's no pieces put together, or seams or anything
1: Right
0: Well, you know, so this, this guy, John Hayes he was in all three documentaries that I saw. He was in the Unsolved Mysteries. He was in the Stan Gordon doc, and he was in the Chestnut Ridge. He looks dramatically different in all three. But he was a kid. He was he was 10 years old when the, this all happened, and he was playing football. Uh, I'm assuming with friends, because, you know, unless he was that lonely, playing football by yourself. But uh, he... He saw it, or no, he didn't see it, right? But he was at the time that it happened, around 4:47 p.m. He was playing football. He didn't see what had happened, but when he got home, his dad had heard on the radio because at this point, quickly. They were already on TV and radio reporting on this shit. Oh, people were calling
2: in. Yeah, like, like crazy. In, like, that's yeah. the Greensburg connection. Is like there yeah. was a radio station in Greensburg that was like the local
1: radio station. Yeah. Fucking
2: people wouldn't stop calling in about no, it.
0: No, WHJB, this lady, Mabel yep. Mazza, says that a bunch of calls started coming in about a flying saucer. And she was getting calls after not, like, after she was getting calls from, you know, civilians She started getting calls really quickly from T V and radio stations and then slowly I got like what Air Force or Yeah, right after that. It, it was just the military, Air Force, then the fucking Pentagon.
2: And sweet woman is like, yeah. Kind of just like, I didn't believe it. I thought people were like yanking my chain when it was in the Navy, and it's like, do you. Yeah. At this point,
1: no. Had like forty-five people call you. Yeah, it, like it's probably not fake anymore. Can you? But she's just like so
2: sweet and just yeah. like whatever. She's like, I thought people were just. You know, playing a joke on me. Can you imagine you this know, poor I
0: this know. poor little lady in Greensburg at the radio station? Seriously, just...
2: I mean, I, I'm sure I know a thousand women who are just like this woman. Oh, my and God. That's not... And that, and that's not uh, like, I'm not saying that offensively. Like, this woman is like, you know, 12 of my aunts. Right. Like, stuff like that. It's just like this sweet woman that just, like, grew up in Greensburg. And it's just like... You know, like I said, where I grew up and heard about all this shit, I was just like, oh, whatever UFOs. Like, this is not on this woman's radar. She's not no. trained to handle this kind of shit working at the local Greensburg radio station. No, nah,
0: man. And then, boom, snap of a finger out of nowhere. She's getting calls. And then it escalates to the Pentagon. She's seriously, within <laughs> within probably an hour or so, she's getting military calls. At their little radio station, and she's got to be... Which is like, what the
2: fuck do they know? Besides, like, yeah. whatever other people were calling in. Like, they're not, like, the, the source for all the information on this. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess they are at this point, but...
0: Fuck, man. Well, anyway, th- yeah. So, yeah, John Hayes, this this 10-year-old boy, his old man here heard on the radio station that there was a crash in Acme. I don't know if you know where Acme is. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. but So that was originally where, like... I think some of the some of the things, the information about the Kickstarter crash, they didn't really know about it first because it was originally um, put down that it was under Acme because I guess like one of the first
1: people that called yeah. it or whatever
2: were in yeah, Acme. Exactly. But acme is like right on the fucking border. It was like basically the same thing. Okay. So there was like some information. I think Stan Gordon talks about this, but he's like originally the report was filed in Acme. And that's why, like, some of the, the information is missing from the Kecksburg thing. Huh. Because it was, you know.
0: Yeah, mis misidentified or... the was lo-
2: put on, yeah, exactly. It was put under Acme and not Kexburg. Yeah. And Acme I, is, like, again, that's, like, barely even, like, it's not like a town. It's, like, right. an area where there's, like, houses. It's a
0: basically. village. The village of Acme, I'm sure it's called. <laughs>
2: I, mean, I, I, I don't, I feel like I have like this weird bias that I keep like putting off where it's just like me resenting where I grew up. Um, I love and I hate it, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just like a hick town. It's just like not much there or whatever, which is fine.
1: That's, yeah. That's, well. <laughs>
2: that's the thing. It's, it's whatever. But yeah, they, I think some of, some of the cases or some of the reports were filed under ACME initially. Right. Um, and not Kexberg.
0: Well, these poor old Western Western Pennsylvania Hicks are getting more <laughs> getting more than they can handle on this particular night because um, it was an eventful night, it, dude. Uh, well, yeah, it was uh, life defining because this is this is very important to so many people. Uh, yeah, and one of them again, John Hayes, in all three documentaries that I watched. But um, yeah, his his old man heard it on the radio that there was a crash in Acme. So, but his mom was saying, "Hey, it's not Acme," and she looked out the window because they lived on the in this farmhouse that was overlooking the crash. And she looked out the window, and all these people, tons tons of cars across the hill, and people were everywhere, just flocking. Because they had, they had, they had heard, oh, yeah. I'm Some, sure the same... To go see. Yeah. I remember
2: going to see, like, so just, car wrecks
0: when yeah. I was young, because it was something to see. Something to see, <laughs> like, yeah. There was, like, a car crash down the street, and you're like, well, fuck, we're going to go watch this. Just, so, yeah, I'm sure that was, like, that was the event for the night. Oh, my God. It's an event for a lifetime, I'm telling you. I mean, you. And, well,
1: fuck, yeah. That
0: would it, be the event for I mean, it, it would night. be for so me, for sure. Yeah. Like, um,
2: <laughs> That's not exaggerating. Like, yeah. that. So the, something on fire fucking fell out of
0: the sky. Yeah. I mean, all of these people are still willing to talk about this to this day, if they're still alive. Because it was that crazy. Because it is crazy. But, yeah, so, John Hayes, his old man, his mom, they, they determine it's not an Acme. And uh, it's in Kecksburg, right out their fucking window, basically. So, all these people start flooding in. All these n- locals just start flooding the scene around apparently two roads around the the wooded area to get two different vantage points you know and you know there but then you know firefighters police reporters everyone's showing up so this John Hayes guy who's an adult now but it was 10 years old at the time he's recollecting what's going on in their house so he said, "Oh yeah, that was the house from the, like, the military. Yeah, they set up
1: base.
2: They it's just up, like straight up like E. T. Stranger Things. Like what was that? Like not eight millimeter high spot or whatever the later like Steven Spielberg movie was. It's like straight up like eighties like sci fi movie. Where just, yeah, like, totally. Crazy shit happens in the small ass.
0: Yeah, and the military and like, comes in and military.
2: just military. It's like Red Dawn meeting E. T. Right." 18, like,
0: right. It's total E.T., because they the military just comes in, and they set up a command center in his farmhouse, in their farmhouse. And it's, like, you can't... You can't... I mean, apparently, I guess you can, but, like, that's
2: fucking nuts. That is some serious shit for some, like, tiny, small town. Yeah,
0: and, you know, I love seeing the reenactments, because it's a lot of military people, a lot of people in black suits, and it's, you know, people just coming in, just... They're all business, but they're in your fucking house, and they just... Take over, and they, you yeah. know, they, they, you know, they, they had a good view of the crash site, and they had a phone. That was the main thing. And apparently, the, these folks, the military folks, made a lot of phone calls from their house. But the mom was like, "I, I want to know who they were calling because none of those calls showed up on my bill."
2: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I remember that. Where yeah, it's just like. Obviously, and this was, like, what, 65? Mm -hmm. I remember, like, being a teenager, and my dad, like, I called the next town over, and it cost, like, $2, and my dad's like, who are you calling in Youngwood? Like, shit like
1: that. Yeah. These people weren't, these weren't, like, in-town calls. No. These were fucking out of, like,
0: these are calls you had to pay for. Yeah, these are secret, secure lines.
2: Like, them being there and using the phone, like, that was probably, like, a hundreds and hundreds of dollars yeah back then yeah you know and nothing, and you get the phone bill like they're using your phone and yeah they they mentioned that they're like there's nothing on
0: the nothing phone on bill. the bill you know, yeah they were calling yeah man i mean that's some top secret shit right there um mm-hmm. but he he also mentions that uh there were nasa folks there. Yeah, I didn't know that until I rewatched
2: it for like the third time. Yeah, I forgot about that. But it's like, yeah, even fucking. And again, uh, like to skip ahead a little bit, I think someone mentioned to on someone documentary. They're like, is the army really going to come out here for for a meteorite? Like, is NASA exactly going to come out here? For well, a fucking meteorite. And here's
0: the here's the other thing. They showed up so fast. They were there. Within an hour, the military folks, Um, Um, and apparently uh, they've been watching it. They were. They they claimed to have never been tracking the object, but apparently Canada was tracking the object because uh, I guess we can get into that a little bit more later. But there there's there's a Canada connection with. Uh, one of the theories as to what happened here, but yeah, the military showed up. Uh, I guess sketchily, quick, <laughs> Qu- quickly showed up in a, and it was like, all right, how, wh- where, how close? Like, what the fuck? Where were you that you showed up so fast? Were you already
2: on? Were you already on your way here? Like hanging out
0: yeah. The street. yeah. So. It, i mean they they yeah and there were you know 2030 some odd military folks this is everyone in town saw all of these military people roll into fucking town so many people something
2: that i didn't think about is like i thought about how all those people came in and like how it was fucking involved but yeah they were there like this wasn't like a day long two day long thing like they were fucking there and in and out like that night you,
0: all right so the yeah, i
2: think the next day there's like reports of like some kid seeing you know a guy in like a weird suit with like a geiger counter and obviously you that's like, that shit was going on the next day but yeah like they came in and fucking got that shit and got the fuck out
0: that's and, john like, hayes john obviously hayes This wasn't like a you know somebody called
1: somebody and they drove out and whatever like they were on top of this yeah this is
2: something that somebody up there wanted wanted to know what was going on with it and get it back and figure it out
0: absolutely i mean they were in the know i'm absolutely certain they were in the know and were
2: coming to get get something there's
0: no reason like why would fucking nasa and like whatever government and whatever
2: cops and all that shit be out there like fucking within an hour or two or whatever.
1: Right.
2: You know, if it wasn't something that somebody who was like, you know, some sort of like organization that was up there and smart and You know, doing some sort of fucking weird thing behind the curtain. They were like, we fucking want this thing, like, right now. Like, we know where it is. We were monitoring it. It landed here. Like, fucking go and get
0: back. They were keeping tabs on this thing. For sure. For sure, keeping tabs on this thing. They knew it was coming and they knew where to be. Um, but yeah. uh, Yeah. So, this, this John Hayes kid in their farmhouse, he says that, um, Yeah, NASA was there, right? And I read that it was common for the Air Force to say they were with NASA in the 60s. They would just kind of say that sometimes. I don't know if it got them more access or just more credibility or something. But uh, I guess there's no... NASA... I guess NASA's not saying for sure they were there, but they definitely looked at the materials that were found. You know what I mean? Anyway. I mean,
2: even, even if they weren't, that doesn't make it any less of like an insane fucking situation.
0: I mean, just imagine NASA folks are in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania in a matter of an hour or two. I mean, come on. That's crazy. I mean, this...
2: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know where NASA bases are, but they're not in fucking much Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, and, you know, obviously Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is going to come up a lot, but that's just over the border in Ohio. But that's still, it's too far away to get there that fast. I would fast. say, like,
2: two two or three hours. Yeah,
0: I mean, you're not getting there. From, like,
2: where it's
0: coming? They were already on their way, man, I'm telling you, from somewhere. Maybe Wright-Patterson. I
2: mean, it seems, it seems like it. Yeah. It,
1: whatever.
0: It seems like it. So, uh... John John Hayes says that um he saw six men in radiation suits uh who took a box down into the woods right and another guy this dude Billy Weaver who I think I I I can't remember what his job was I don't know what he was doing there but he said the same thing that he but he saw he saw four guys in white suits carrying a box into the woods that was about five foot by five foot, like a cube. Right? It was, too, it was too small for the object that anyone, that everyone saw. It was too small for the 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 fucking acorn, but it could have been for something or someone inside of the thing. Like they were.
2: Uh, That's weird. I didn't. It's funny when we were talking about this. I was like, I think I did enough research. Well, this is crazy because about this, like I like rewatched like the fucking both Texburg documentaries and stuff. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, but that is fucking weird. Well,
0: in the Unsolved Mysteries, they actually show four dudes carrying like a white box. Damn it! I didn't
2: rewatch that one. uh,
0: But you know, it's it is mentioned, but they never saw it come back out. You know. Um...
2: Hmm. So I mean, it could have been on like whatever the like the flatbed that they took the acorn yeah,
0: thing out. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get to that because this acorns crashed. All these military folks, all these NASA folks, all these fucking people in white radiation suits are showing up and going down towards the crash the site. The
2: radiation thing comes up a lot.
0: Yeah, in this. yeah. It's so the town is watching all of this happen. So many people. Have seen the object. They've already, sh- they showed up before the military, before the police, before the fire department. And a lot of people have seen this thing. They already know it's there. But then the military shows up. Apparently, NASA shows up. And they start taking control. And they start taking a, a, a five by five fucking box down there. And then a big army flatbed truck goes down there. And uh, they pulled the acorn out because, like we said, it's not buried in the fucking ground. It's on the surface. Nope. And so many people saw a flatbed truck with a white star on the door, the doors of the fucking army truck, roll by with an acorn-shaped object wrapped under a fucking tarp. And as that Hayes dude said, it was the size of a Volkswagen. Roll out of town. (laughs)
2: <laughs> again not a meteorite also if that were a meteorite it would fucking probably melt or like at least
0: burn anything that you covered it up with like you put a tarp over a meteorite that was just on fire you're not extracting I a meteorite I don't, I don't want two like hours after it crashes
2: crash. but i think that that would probably fucking melt a tarp you're yeah it
0: the meteorite is just total nonsense uh but, I mean, yeah, I, and that's, a, that's essentially the story. A shit ton of witnesses, kids and adults alike, saw this fireball, intelligently, apparently controlled, softly land in the fucking woods of Kecksburg. And a bunch of people saw it. And then the military came in and took control and extracted the thing and left with it under a tarp. So many people saw it. Everyone saw it, and you know, uh, I mean, dude, even even the firemen. The f- I mean, who, who is more respected in the community than firemen? Right. Well, there was a lot of like volunteer firemen. Yes. There was like a, so many. Like a group that went down there. They and saw thing, it. They were like kind of like first
2: responders or whatever. At they that were point.
0: there was before like, the military.
2: And then the military came in and was like, "You guys can get out of here. We got this."
0: Yeah, dude. So, um, James James Mays, who was a fireman, said that the military used the fire station, which I'm sure is the fire station that the the, the little styrofoam okay. um, thing is outside of. More off. than one. Yeah, but he said that there were about 20, 25 military folks at the fire station. I hear you making a drink, and I love it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, the, the, Dave, the Dave Angelini ice drop. I love it.
2: I, well, I was trying to be quiet about it. You didn't hear me. I just peed in my backyard.
0: You didn't hear that. No, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I never hear it. I'm about ready to pee myself, too. <laughs>
1: I am a quiet peer. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Uh,
0: so, yeah, these, these military folks who, who uh, James Mays, a fireman, says are 20 to 25 in total uh, are using the fire station... As another command post, so there's the haze. Yeah, so the, yeah, they got a the, the fucking house. They had a house. They, just they got the here, fire this is Steven Spielberg, fucking yeah. Movie. So they got uh, major mode of operation here. There's a lot of military folks in town. Um, and mm-hmm. he, this... Well, this like again, like
2: where I grew up was fucking small. Like it was right. whatever, but like Kexburg is not. Anywhere close to the size of where I grew up. Like, this place is fucking tiny. Right. Like, it was invaded by people. Yeah. By, like, military and whatever. Yeah,
0: probably half of their... Probably... They probably... The military presence was probably half the Kecksburg population at the time. You know? I so would just, assume...
2: I think, like, the population of where... Like, current the, population of my... population of my hometown is, like... 15, 18,000... Mm-hmm. And that's, like, uh, it's, like, a bigger, like, town in that area. It's, like, the county seat. Yeah, city,
0: that's, that's, that's the quote-unquote city. Like else around. But yeah.
2: it's, like, yeah, Texburg's got to be, like, I don't know, I'm totally spitballing, like, 8,000 people less.
1: Yeah, five, I don't know.
2: Four. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, they're, this, this is a huge thing for that fucking place. Yeah. You know? And like they are taking over the whole town. Trust me, yeah. And like and, I said, it's, like, Stranger Things stuff.
0: Absolutely. And the the military has come in, taken over and made their presence very felt because they are threatening people to get the fuck out of the the area and they're pointing guns at people and being real rude. But um, like we were alluding to earlier, over 30 firemen showed up and split up into units because they thought initially they thought it was a crash plane. So this is before the military even showed up. These firemen come together, I'm sure all volunteers are mostly volunteers, and and they all approached the area in groups, like small groups. And then so one group found it, and then they all went to the crash site. They all heard, like, come to the crash site, and they all had flashlights, and they fucking saw it. I mean, you're talking 30 respectable human beings saw this acorn-shaped metal object described it as a quote fresh acorn and then the military rolls up on him while they're they're looking at it and tells him to get out and that this area was now quarantined right yeah so i mean not only have children and adults seen it in the sky fucking firemen are up on it as it is crashed before the military even gets there They've they so seen pe- this thing. So many people have seen this thing. So many people thing. have In seen so many this versions thing. So or
2: whatever. But yeah. like
0: so hundreds and hundreds and thousands
2: of people at this point have now seen this.
0: Yeah. And, and on top of that, when the the army extracts it and drives it out under a tarp on a flatbed truck, a shit ton of people see that. Whether they saw it or not, yeah. they at and least like, saw that.
2: it's like it's the fucking thing
0: that landed,
2: right? So again, more witnesses seeing the thing,
0: right? Yeah, so uh, you know, like, the, the, like that that uh, that jazz musician Jerry Betters, and oh yeah, the, there's a
2: that dude looks great in the documentary. He's
0: yeah, fucking dressed up, super stylish. But he he said the military is fucking rude. To him And they aimed
2: guns at him
0: Yeah they pointed And they told him To get but the fuck was, out He was happy about it Cause he's like I told my friend It happened And he drove me down there And he didn't
2: believe me And yeah. he was like This justifies it Because like They wanted us To get out of there
0: Yeah He says they were Quote nasty To them
2: Yeah Everybody has stories About seeing it About being like Hey Like seeing someone In like Some sort of Military uniform Somebody in like you know, high ranking military, someone in like um hazmat looking stuff and being like again it being like Southwestern Pennsylvania like, hey can we go check that out? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, like, no,
2: of course not. But like all these people are like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, like you can't go down like, you know, the authoritarian people being like, no. Like there's like fucking military there. Right. You know, they're like not letting anybody go there.
0: No. And that's that's the amazing thing about this incident. So many people Actually, saw the object with their own eyes up close and a bunch of people saw the military take it away. Yep. I mean, yep. the story and, has a... And the fact that the military
2: was there to begin with. The, you know, so, Yeah. Like, why, why the fuck would they be there for a meteor?
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. And, um... So, this, this guy, John Murphy, who was... The guy who uh, ran that Greensburg uh, radio station that the the poor the poor old lady Mabel worked at uh, D- <laughs> W-H-J-B. WHJB, yeah, uh, he he produced he actually produced a show about it called Object in the Woods, and he was stoked about this shit because he lives for this stuff. I mean, he's a reporter, he's a radio guy. He was at the scene and. He said he took a bunch of pictures and he was taking a bunch of notes, but the military took his camera and he had like a roll or two uh, in his, or he had like a roll that he had already taken in his pocket that they didn't get, but they never never developed them or he never showed them to anybody because...
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I haven't seen anything from Yeah,
0: that. because this guy who is a... Like I said, he's a reporter. He lives for this stuff. He produced this show about it. But the military came to the station, apparently a couple people, and they talked to him about it. And they heavily censored the show. And they told him basically what to say and what to not say, right? And oh. Yeah, and he he had to... Abide by their fucking rules. He's like, okay, oh, I, I, you know, you're the fucking military. Um, he edited. This must be some fucking crazy meteorite, dude. Ah, oh, man, it's it's insane. So this is what leads to the whole lore of this whole thing because the official explanation is from the military it was a meteorite, but they're acting like this. You know, so you know, uh, like. Okay, he aired the show the censored version of the show and um after that this normally excitable excited guy john murphy kind of clammed up about the whole situation and they people that know him and know how this was like a golden opportunity like he lives for this story like this this is like He was Uh, he was so excited about it, and then the military came and talked to him, and then he got really quiet about it. And then they think that the the, the military scared him into silence. And then he just didn't really talk about it that much, you know. It's like he couldn't talk about it; like he was scared to talk about it, right? But even
2: weird, even Stan Gordon never got anybody like
0: that, though. Well, Stan Stan Gordon has a tie to this guy because he told this story and this is really weird about uh John Murphy and how he di- how he died because you know uh after the censorship of his thing and his pictures being taken and all that shit he uh he died in a hit and run several oh, e- yeah, that's right. years he was, like, later crossing
2: like a weird country road yeah
0: like, to check an oil slick in the night, apparently. He was, go- at 10 p.m. at night, he was going to inspect an oil slick on a dark road. And then, again, for some reason, a Volkswagen, I guess it was literally a Volkswagen, going way over, like, over 60 miles an hour, came and hit him in the road. But just before that, he had given Stan Gordon, the like, the master... Uh, tape of the program, the 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 uh, object in the woods program to make a copy of it. Uh, and Gordon, that's right, yeah. and I, this is re- I this is about that. this is weird because Gordon's telling the story of how Murphy's death is suspicious, but then he goes on to say that the tape that Murphy sent him, which I guess he was in possession of, mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, okay, on your fucking watch, it disappeared? And that's all it said of it. And it's like, what? I mean, that is a really great story of how maybe the military doesn't want John Murphy to say anything. So they fucking killed him. And then they knew that Stan Gordon had a copy of it and they stole it. But to be stolen under your watch in your possession... And not, there was no theory that he he gave about the stealing of the tape. He just said it got stolen. And like, all right. I...
2: <laughs> that is weird, especially for someone who is, like, so
1: dedicated to, like, you know, talking about this and figuring it out. And yeah.
0: Whatever. yeah, if something gets stolen, like, something like that, I don't know. that. that, that but anyway, apparently this is the level the military will go to. To cover up what happened in Keck, Kecksburg that night, you know? That's,
2: it's fucking insane. Yeah. It's and fucking crazy. They, so it's like, obviously, so I guess we got to talk about, like, what was
0: it? Well, yeah, w- yeah, let's get into that. But real quick, the official report is it was a meteorite. And they I believe, I believe they that. only claim that three military personnel were there that night when the whole that, fuck,
2: that's insane which is something like some, all all of the like you yeah. know, all the interviews and stuff like that
0: i got that from stan gordon's website i guess officially the military's trying to say only three personnel were there that night and it's like the whole town of kexburg and beyond <laughs> says I know. well also also says my question
2: different. would be why the fuck were there even three military people there if it was just the media right I mean you like said that doesn't even
0: make you send one and it's obviously so, something worth talking about you know what I mean it, it, yeah but the reports are there were 30 plus military people you know so. there had, I mean yeah
1: there had to have been from all the reports like from and people talking about different types of people
2: like you know, like sciencey-looking people with like weird, like you know, hazmat things on, and like military people, and then, like high-up military people. Like, yeah, mm. three military people is not what happened. No,
0: no. Oh, but another thing too. On the in the same vein of John Murphy, Carl Metz, who was the former fire marshal. There were people who were saying that he was sworn to secrecy by the army because he was obviously in the know. He's a fucking fire marshal, and the fire department Uh was big on what happened that night. And he, he would admit that he was one of the first on the scene, and he would say things like the trees were messed up and thrashed, and he thought it was a plane crash, but he would never go into any more detail. But they were like convinced that this guy knew more than he did and could never say any more, you know. And uh, I believe it. I really do, because this, you know, that that Hayes, that Hayes boy who's not a boy anymore, he, he said that he went down the next day, him and his brother went down and saw, you know, the guy with the the treasure finder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: You know what the fuck so I think he even
0: thinks it was a metal detector oh he says I a Geiger, a Geiger counter, counter
2: Yeah, but he calls it a treasure finder a
0: treasure finder yeah um,
2: so again I, I believe the honesty of, of these people's like yeah. you know recounting the story but like sometimes you're like well maybe maybe you got a little bit of it messed up maybe. but yeah not a treasure finder probably a Geiger counter and I think he says like Oh, the guy said it was, like, radioactive,
0: but we didn't know what that meant. Yeah, 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 radiation. Apparently, that was, uh, radiation was an excuse they were using to keep people out. It was like, it could be radioactive down there. We don't know, and that was keeping people away. But this kid wasn't deterred. Him and his brother apparently went down there the next day, and they saw a hole filled in with a different kind of dirt than what was there. So they filled in whatever hole it made, the little hole. Which, honestly, couldn't have been that deep. A couple few feet, maybe. But, yeah, same same as the fire marshal said. They saw busted trees. I mean, it, it came down in the woods and fucked a bunch of trees up and landed. And Yeah, man. I Whatever. Kids, adults, firemen alike, reporters, photographers.
2: There's, it's every, it's everywhere. All musicians. So. The <laughs> they about. all you
0: saw know, the same if, thing.
2: If you're talking about... Um, <coughs> excuse me um oh fuck did i just lose my train of thought all right Maybe. never mind continue I'll remember
0: it. <laughs> well yeah um so before we get into some of the aftermath i guess that no one really knows where the army took this object under the tarp uh, oh, by the way, one, one...
2: There's definitely a bunch of people that saw it leave.
0: A shit ton of people saw it leave. And one person said that it was a lot smaller than it was. They Or he saw an object under a tarp that looked like about the size of two suitcases. And like, alright, that... I mean, maybe that's... Maybe that's a body. We'll get into that in a second. But every most everyone saw a bell or acorn-shaped object under a tarp, on an army flatbed truck, leaving town, fast. Like, one guy guy says...
2: Everybody describes everything happening his life
0: very, very fast. They were speeding out of town, and apparently, I think by 8 p.m., think about that, they were gone, they were in and out. Oh,
1: damn. This this
0: shit happened at 5, they're out by... Just a matter of hours. Yeah. They're fucking gone. Again, that's that's not
2: something that they just found out about and drove over there no. and, and whatever. The, you and know. and they, again, they had been following
0: what was going on. And again, the official report says that they ended the 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 search or the the whatever the investigation by two a.m. and they found nothing, absolutely nothing. But. <sighs> They they didn't find an object, they they say it was a meteorite, and they went down there and didn't find a fucking thing, and they were there till two searching, but everyone that was there saw the object leaving on a truck, early in the night, gone. But what they're just lying, basically to cover they're covering. I
2: mean none of it makes sense If you know anything else about it Like none of it fucking makes sense
0: they They know what it is Or they've been tracking it And they Wanted to get it the fuck out of there And uh You know I'm sure there's some disinformation going around Just to Confuse people to Take their mind off what it really is You know what I mean
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, I think I think what I forgot about is what you mentioned is like radioactivity. Where it's like, were they just lying about that to keep people away from it, or like was that could be? Yeah, that makes sense. Like about propulsion and shit. Like that. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. There is no reports. Again, if it were a meteorite and it crashed, it would have fucked up so much stuff around there, and it didn't do that. And they said it was a meteorite. If it was radioactive. And it was that big and it landed in this tiny ass fucking town. You're telling me that nobody had any reports of like any sort of like, you know, like fallout from like radiation, like any sort of like physical ailments or anything? Like if it was that radioactive that people were going around being like, you can't come around here, it's radioactive. But nothing, there's no reports of anybody having any symptoms due to, like, you know, what you could get from radioactivity.
0: No, just just the normal weird accent and ugly face that comes with the region, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That that sounded really rude, and it was, and I apologize to Western Pennsylvania, but everyone in that Stan
2: Gordon documentary
0: (laughs) looks half-mutant. They look half-mutant, man. I'm telling you
2: we don't like like i said I, <laughs> I, I gotta stop being a hater so like we we could if we want to do a western pennsylvania podcast or whatever we can do that but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some people there <laughs>
0: whatever man no better than f- from where i'm from <laughs>
2: so, uh, <laughs> well i mean still but yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> no worse either so but let's let's get into uh let's get into some stories. Uh, about what what may have happened to this thing as it left Kecksburg, because no no one knows for sure, but what they think happened was it spent one night at Lockbourne Air Force Base near Columbus, Ohio, and then it was moved to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, which, uh, if you don't know, that's that's HQ for Project Blue Book. That's where Air Force... Investigates anything UFO related. So that's like ground zero for any weird shit. So they took this thing to Wright-Patterson is the theory. Um, Yeah, so a witness to that is a truck driver named Myron. And Myron is pretty fucking awesome.
2: (laughs) I like this guy. He's got huge ass suspenders. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what a T-shirt said, but it said something about like hot dogs and chicks, <laughs> something, something, something like very endearing and very like hick. Yeah, but like he was—I was like, don't know. This, this dude seems like he's a straight
0: shooter. Straight shooter for sure, and he's just an old—he's an old man. He's a truck driver, and he says that he—and he's coming out about this in 1998. Yeah, yeah, he's coming out about this in the 98 documentary, so uh, 33 years after the fact. Um, yeah. So he says that he saw the acorn object, again, acorn-shaped, and uh, yeah, as soon as he saw it at, at Wright-Patterson, where he was making a delivery, um, he was ushered out of the room. But he says what he saw was... The object behind, it was basically a fucking construction site. They were enclosing it with the same brick that the building was made out of.
2: He was, was he delivering the bricks or whatever? Uh, yeah, it was like, man. they were breaking it up.
0: I guess, yeah, maybe I missed that detail. Maybe he was delivering the brick. But, yeah, he he saw it. He saw the object, and they he he said that they he used the word entomb. They were entombing it. Like basically hiding it in plain sight in the building. They were just gonna wall around the fucking thing. Which is so strange, but I guess that if that is true, that's the military's solution to don't destroy it, but keep it close and Put it behind a fucking wall. It is weird. Who knows? Yeah, but here's the other thing. This is where it gets real wild. Myron said that he also saw what appeared to be a small body on a gurney next to it, and it had three digits on its hand and lizard-like skin.
2: He called skin. Them
0: all index fingers, I think. <laughs> all de- yeah, they're all, they're all the same size or something. Um, but yeah, he said...
2: Like three
1: index fingers.
0: He thought it was the left hand, which I I guess, yeah, if you, yeah looking at it, he said it was the left hand of the creature, and it was dark green or brownish skin. He th- estimated it weighed about 80 pounds. But he says, in his words, Uncle Sam threatened him And uh, that's why he never said anything until 1998 about seeing the alien. And uh, the reason why he says he is saying this now is because he's sick. Oh, yeah, he's
1: going to die.
0: Yeah, and I I quote, All I got now is a bad heart, high blood pressure, and sugar. (laughs) I'm sure the old man's passed away, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's got heart problems and sugar problems and blood pressure he's problems. He's like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, what are you going to do? Kill me? I'm yeah. probably going to die. Fuck. He, he says it like
2: once or twice. He's like, I might be dead tomorrow. Exactly. Or something along
0: those lines. Yeah. he's like, I'm exactly right. I'm telling you now. Cause I don't give a fuck anymore. I used to want to live. Now I don't care if I die. <laughs>
2: Uh, Yeah, so it's, like, that thing where it's, like, it did, you know, he obviously was intimidated, but it's, like, you know, I think a lot of people are, like, oh, well, why was someone saying something now? Or, like, they didn't say anything before, and, like, why, you know, they're saying it now? Well, because you're scared. Yeah, because people fucking threaten your life.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you look at this guy, he's a a very
2: sweet guy, but, like, you're, like, I can see where you could die pretty soon. Like, you don't look healthy. (laughs) Like, you look like you might die. And it's, like... And fucking thanks, thanks to that fucking dude for coming out and saying
0: something. Exactly, and a it could be true. There could be an entombed this this object could be entombed behind a brick wall at Wright Patterson Air Force Base somewhere.
2: That's the thing, though. On like, the base, why? why would why wouldn't they bring it somewhere to like
0: analyze it, or if it was bears, why would like I don't know. Yeah, who knows?
2: That doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird story, but Myron stands by it, and he was taking it to his deathbed, apparently. But uh, 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 apparently another driver from the same company Myron worked for says that he saw the object on a flatbed truck under a tarp as well going towards the base. So it's not just Myron. I mean, there's no name attached to this just another guy for the same trucking company
2: and it's funny like all the reports are like basically the same shape thing basically like on a flatbed truck like military officials Mm -hmm. like everything everything is consistent
0: Mm -hmm. yeah man we
2: were talking about like it being like you know pennsylvania's roswell like it's like i think it's like you know Roswell's Roswell like it's like there's so much evidence about it like Roswell was like oh it's fucking crazy and like something seems weird and oh it's weather blooms or swamp gas or whatever and this is like there's so much um whatever the evidence called not circumstantial uh eyewitness, eyewitness evidence like so many people and it's all the same thing all the same thing yeah I think it's like one of the most like um Incidences of like seeing like Some sort of unidentified thing Where there's so many people have the same story to tell
0: You know Yeah I mean everyone says Yeah The exact same thing That's why it's so Unfuckwithable In it's own little way You know yeah,
2: It's very Yeah It's It's Super unfuckwithable
0: Yeah And Uh There's There's a lot of theories As to uh, Official theories As to what it It could be And uh you know, a meteor being the official military explanation, but uh, oh, they got
2: they got an explanation for everything.
0: Yeah, and there's uh, a crashed spy plane. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. Which, you know, there's
2: was it like a James Bond
1: thing?
0: There's there's all sorts there's all sorts of funny things. Uh, throughout the history of this thing, the er- early speculation to like current day, you know? And uh, one of them also is an expelled Gemini capsule, which Stan Gordon pronounces Gemini, which I think is great. I don't know if that's a a Western Pennsylvania thing. I don't think that, I don't think that that's a,
2: no, I don't think it's a Western PA thing, but I don't know, who the hell knows? He's, we don't know how to pronounce anything. But yeah,
0: his, his accent is so funny in, in, in that, in that documentary, he, and this is what I wrote down, what I think he said, uh, as in, <laughs> as one of the explanations, uh, in Nike missile fired in error. <laughs> Like I like. I seriously don't know what he said.
1: It's,
0: in in Nike uh, missile fired in error, and then another explanation that he gave in, is in
2: error. Is, is that mean in there? I T H E R E.
0: I I I mean maybe I'll I'll say it slower. Maybe you can decipher. In Nike missile fired in error, <laughs> like. That's what I heard.
2: I, uh, shit. I don't... It's hard. I don't know.
0: I really don't know. <laughs>
2: it's... I don't... We, we could do another whole fucking thing about Western Pennsylvania. Um, oh,
1: man. Well... Yeah. The, the Stan Gordon one where he is a narrator, it is... Kind of rough to listen to. <laughs> and he's got this
2: sweet, comical, kind of goofy voice, which I shouldn't be saying anything about this if you ever want
1: him to be on here.
0: Yeah, which I, well. I'm sure he would be. Maybe. One day. We'll see. I'm sure hopefully he'll listen to it and be willing to talk to a fellow like me. I got nothing but respect because somebody's got to be reporting on these things.
2: I mean, do and he also keeps saying, he's like, I've never seen anything, I've never seen a UFO. You know, but he is just, like, fucking dedicated to doing it. Yeah, because,
0: you know, he heard about this on the radio when he was 16. He didn't see it. He, he always
2: about. says, he's like, I've been doing UFO, like UFO research since I was 16 years old. And then he talks about hearing, like, you know, the Kexford crash. um On the radio. But yeah, since then, he's been fucking doing stuff.
0: Yeah, solid, man. And
2: definitely, like, the only person actually fucking doing stuff to the point where I didn't really know, like I said, how weird where I grew up was. Right. um, Before I found out about, like, the Stan Gordon stuff. Right. Or, like, Invasion on Chestnut Ridge, but that's mostly, like, because he does, you know, he does other research, too. Like, people call him up about Bigfoot shit and fucking. Uh, Thunderbirds and Sasquatch and all that shit.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get into that here in a minute because that is something I do want to get into—is some more of the weirdness in the area, and it does involve Stan Gordon. Um, but yeah, one of one of the other explanations that he said, besides the weird one I didn't understand, was a projectile. This is a, this is so funny a projectile shot from a giant gun on a railroad car in Canada like oh yeah yeah
2: yeah I, like, I, I too, right. which makes what What? first of all what
1: second of all no and <laughs> then
2: third of all like what, how would that thing go from like state to state and like from one country to another like there's just it doesn't make any
0: fucking sense and like what the fuck kind of gun is yeah right? what is that I don't know. I don't know who reported <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that. I have no idea who reported yeah. that, but that's, you know, he's just he's just kind of saying certain theories, you know. Um but yeah, that's one of them. But one of the big ones, the big one that was kind of prevalent for a long time and took a while to debunk was that it was a part of the Russian satellite Cosmos 96. Oh yeah. And around 2000, it took a long time, like I said. It was... Or
2: I think they, people were also saying that it was maybe like just a Russian, um, like a UFO or something from their space program or whatever.
0: Yeah. Or it was like a spy satellite it could have yeah. been that yeah, they we couldn't talk about. Because
2: it was, it was, sort of like, cause it was it, I guess, yeah, it was Cold War. It was Cold War era.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 65, man. But, uh, yeah, so this 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 cosmos ninety six satellite theory was debunked in two thousand three uh by a journalist for the sci fi channel actually because uh they thought it had landed in Kecksburg. but and this is really close honestly i mean this this seems this is why it was so legit uh the this, this satellite came down over Canada earlier the same exact day. So the Keksberg incident happened 4.47 around 5 p.m. But parts of this satellite came down over Canada at 3.18 a.m. the same day. So, you know... Were
2: they ever reported to, like... Because there was a thing that I heard where the Soviet government was like, yeah, that's never happened because, like, they would have to have reported it to us and, like, sent it back. So yeah. Canada would have to, like... Yeah, I don't have know. ...have reported it and told them about
0: it. Yeah, I wrote that down. I don't know if they reported it or not. I'm sure they would have to. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if it was just parts of it or what. But apparently, officially, they got word that it wasn't the same object that landed in Kecksburg. Because this Cosmos ninety six came down in Canada more than like it was like fifteen sixteen hours prior, so there's no way it was the same thing. So that one persisted for decades and then was debunked. You know, um, another there's one. The
2: meteor one.
0: What was that? The meteor.
2: Well, there's also
1: the meteor. Oh yeah. Well, that's sense.
0: that's the official. Explanation, meteorite Hitting the fucking surface, right? Yeah But we all know
2: Again, like I said They got an explanation for everything Bullshit It doesn't make any fucking sense It's like this weird fucking thing that happened And they can easily be like Swamp gas Right Weather balloon Meteorite
0: Mm -hmm. You know Well, what about Oh,
2: okay Or just forget about it
0: Um yeah, well what about the Nazi bell? Let's get crazy. <laughs> How much do we want to get into this? Well, just a little bit. We're running we're running kind of deep, oh. but uh yeah. Yeah,
2: what uh it, it's uh we're an hour and 44 45 minutes. Something like that. Um okay, so well the Nazi bell looks like it. It's very similar. It's bell-shaped. Um and that was happening during World War II and um so the thing is, it's like if this was 65, it obviously wasn't the Nazis from World War II. But then there's things about the Nazis going to Argentina. There's things about the Nazis going there, definitely being in Antarctica. So it's like they could have still been continuing the research, and it could have been some sort of Nazi thing that crashed, which could make sense. But what I think
1: mm-hmm. is, uh,
2: you know, Project Paperclip, where we got, not, you know, Wernher von Braun, two scientists to work for NASA, and you know, space program and shit. We got all the technology. We could have gotten some of the stuff that they were working on, which could have been like the bell. Or we could have made our own, and then that's what, like, caught on fire and got fucked up and crashed. But in, in the Tom DeLonge books that I read, uh, which are both, like, 900 pages. <laughs> um, what he talks about, like, is basically all, like, based on fact. And mm-hmm. you can look it up, and, like, that's his whole thing. And he's like, I'm trying to present, like, shit like this to people in, like, a, quote-unquote, like, nonfiction or fiction, like, kind of shit. But it's, like, it's... He talks about Admiral Bird, Like, he talks about all this stuff that actually, you know, is, is historical things. Mm-hmm. But he talks about the Henge which is this thing that propelled the Nazi bell up, and they had the bell, like, you know, tied down by whatever. But it was this, like, um, you know, it worked on some sort of anti-gravity kind of thing, and they use this hinge to, like, propel it up. And then they say that it was for, like, um, some sort of, like, water thing, or, like, I don't know, the official explanation of, like, the Nazi hinge was, like, it was, like, a silo for something or whatever, but there's all these things about how it was where they were trying out, like, the bell, which was this anti-gravity fucking spaceship. Yeah, it the, the wonder like the, weapon, they called it. Like it. the acorn. Right. Um. So, I mean, it would make sense, if you were to think about it, that at, uh, pro- uh, like, the end of World War II, Project Paperclip, we got a bunch of Nazi scientists, which is a fucking fact. And that's how we made, like, the v- they had the V2 rocket, and that's how we got in fucking space and all that shit. That we had their anti-gravity, like, you know, the science that they got from fucking wherever, where it was from aliens or whatever. that mm-hmm. um, we got their, like, technology, and we were able to make our own kind of thing. And it didn't fucking work. And it caught on fire somewhere and it fucking crashed. And that's maybe why it like it went from, you know, Canada to you know, Michigan to Ohio to wherever.
0: Right. No, that makes that that does make sense. Trying to take that technology ah. and make your own Version of it or kind of reverse I mean, engineer
1: that's, that's me smoking too
2: much weed and ah. watching too many documentaries. Oh, man,
0: but. it makes sense. But here, check this, check this theory out. Uh, because there are theories that the Nazi bell was possibly a time machine, so oh, yeah, yeah, so at the end of the war, uh, and I guess this is factual that. When it was obvious that the Nazis were going to surrender, the war was going to be over. The entire project, the entire Bell project. And, there's that ice in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I just I knocked the
2: thing over. The oh, glass. It's
0: good. oh. <laughs> then, you know. ice on the floor. Uh, so yeah, the 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 Nazis are going to surrender. The entire Nazi Bell project. The Bell itself. And its commander, Hans Kammler, all disappeared. Right? So, people speculate that it was a time machine. This Hans Kammler guy got in the fucking thing and left. (laughs) And they went to another planet in the bell. And then years later crashed in, Ke- in Kecksburg. <laughs> i mean
2: some of that makes as much sense as the fucking nazi glock thing and stuff oh but so there's there's a dude in um ohio that saw the alien arm sticking out of the tarp right and i was saying <clears throat> when we were talking yesterday you know the tom delong thing i swear to fucking god like i've I, I didn't want to believe anything about the Tom DeLonge books or give him any credit. And, like, the 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 show that he has and the books that he has, has written and stuff, they're pretty fucking credible But mm-hmm. whatever. So I was looking it up, and he was talking about, you know, there's a spaceship or there's a ship that the U.S. has made that they've reverse engineered, like, alien technology or whatever, but they have, like, fake alien bodies in them. So whenever they crash... It's easier to explain, like, oh, it was, like, an alien. and like, no one's going to fucking believe it, as opposed to, like, what the fuck is this? We found some dude that looks like he's in the Air Force in this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to explain the crazy thing, or, like, no one's going to believe the crazy thing. Right. So it's, like, that one guy that was, a, I think, Wright Patterson was, like, I saw, like, three index fingers, like, sticking out of a sheet. And it's, like, I mean, like, maybe that was the decoy thing. You know, like yeah. maybe that had nothing to do Because nobody really else talks about, like, alien involvement in the Kicksburg thing besides that one dude.
0: Yeah, uh, there, there has been a history of the military seemingly pushing uh, kind of like an extraterrestrial agenda depending on the situation. If they're trying to deflect from their own <clears throat> efforts...
1: Exactly.
0: And it's like how they talk about, like... They say, oh, it's a fucking alien.
2: Sightings are not, like, otherworldly. They're like us, you know? Yeah.
0: It's just weird because when it's very obvious... It
2: makes sense to to scapegoat aliens. Yeah. Fucking government UFO thing.
0: Yeah, but when it's very obvious that it's an alien uh, aircraft or people actually see weird creatures the air force is the first to say no it's not like you, you know it's like they push it and then they push against it depending on what they want depending on what it is and what they're yeah, yeah. what they need to hide and what they're trying to fucking achieve you know it's just they use it to their advantage one way or the other it's it's either they exist or they don't they just throw <laughs> they just throw it out it's just like The fucking sand in the eyes is just, hey, we just gotta confuse you enough so we can get done what we need to get done without any scrutiny. It doesn't matter if it's a fucking alien or if it was us, but at at whatever point, it's one or the other. Just whatever benefits them, you know? It's like
1: uh, misdirection.
0: Yeah, totally, absolute, 100% misdirection, you know, and I believe it to be true, you know? Because... Not that they know everything, because I'm sure there are things that they can't explain, and when they can't explain it, that's when they really get defensive. But when it's something that is theirs that they want to keep secret, they'll throw aliens under the bus, as it were.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I I I saw something recently... um, I don't fucking remember where it was like some sort of like esoteric thing that I follow on Instagram or whatever, but it was like saying that something is not credible because you can't explain it is not like a reason to discredit it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like just because you're not able to explain it yet. You know, which I think the fucking Keksberger thing, I, I'm sure there's fucking somebody who could explain that. But there's, you know, other aliens or whatever, stuff like that. People being like, well, we can't fucking explain this. It's like that doesn't discredit it. It just doesn't mean that you don't understand it yet, which right. has been like science for thousands of years or whatever. Right. But for the Keksberger thing, I definitely think that, like, there's somebody out there that could... You could sit down with and
0: they could be like, this well, is exactly what happened. Well, there's new theories. So, um I guess in in the recent years in two thousand five NASA released a statement saying that experts had examined the metallic fragments from the area and determined that they were from a Russian satellite that re entered the atmosphere. But the records were lost in the nineties, so Conveniently lost, right? But the but the newest thing, and this is pretty interesting about an explanation as to what this uh, object was in Kecksburg. uh in 2015. They're saying that it was a General Electric GE Mark II reentry vehicle launched by the Air Force as a spy satellite, but it fell out of orbit. And the Air Force denies this, right? Where because,
1: was it launched?
0: because it's their own shit. So, um, I don't know where it was launched. But they get into the what the object is and the shape of it and the history of it. And this is what they, they found out, right? So, this acorn-shaped object was in the nose cone of the the thor atlas and jupiter rockets in the early 1960s and it was upside down like i said like instead of the tip out the tip was in so the blunt end was sticking out like the flat end Uh right so it didn't Uh, look like your typical tip end rocket like it was actually flat and the tip was inside like the cone was embedded in in the rocket. In, <laughs> I'm not in... talking dirty. I know. Sorry. 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 Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. So all of that matches up, like the shape of it and the fact that it was inverted, and that's the way it seemed uh-huh. to be flying, right? So this GE vehicle had four control jets, would ex- which would explain the. Uh, controlled flight of the object like it, it it actually could be manipulated and controlled in the air uh and one of the metals in it was copper which would explain green flames coming off of the object in the sky and photos of the reentry vehicle seem to show markings That might be, quote, foreign to civilians. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck. Like, there's gotta be obviously pictures of these things. Yeah, but I haven't seen pictures of what the markings are, but these things apparently exist. I don't know. Whatever, man. Uh, So, they also think that it had a nuclear or atomic generator in it. So, when it crashed, that it had to be cleaned up quick because of a possible radiation leak. And that's why the but military again, was like, there's no report of anybody having any no 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 no, but there...
2: and, and i again, I don't know anything about that, but like I think if it crashes in, in a small place like that, it's gonna affect it like. It's not gonna take like a day or two for there to be like radiation effects. Like right. Texver's fucking small. Like right. if it were radioactive, something would have happened.
0: Right, but they But what what they're it. saying in, with this theory that it's this reentry vehicle is that if it had a nuclear or atomic generator when it crashed and there could have been a possible radiation leak, that's why the military was there so fast. Is so they could clean it up and get it the fuck out of there and make sure nothing happened because they know, you know? That's that's the Ah. theory. They they knew what this fucking thing was. They didn't want anyone else to know and whatever. But, you know, NASA or the Air Force won't confirm this theory, but this is the newest, I guess, newest theory. It's from 2015. Um, But, yeah, man, I mean, no one still... No one's admitting what it is. No one knows what it is. Everyone fucking saw what it was and uh no one's copping to to what it is you know so we're we're, no this is where we are that's why they still have a fucking festival about this because i mean if we we figured it out what would we talk about you know
2: so many so like you know talking about roswell like you know, people saw it in the sky, kind of whatever. So many fucking people saw this. So many people saw it taken out. So many saw. So many people saw like the government, like military officials being there, then taking over people's houses. Like this is a fucking real thing that actually oh, yeah. fucking no, happened. No, people
0: had real like, face-to-face this is, this interactions. Is more Roswell.
2: Yeah. Roswell should be the fucking Texberg incident of, of whatever. Right. You know, this is like this is the like nobody knows about it, but it's like the American UFO incident. Right. You know, and and what the fuck was it? Like, it really doesn't seem like when you talk about like UFOs, like you know, strictly being unidentified objects, Mm -hmm. not being like alien spacecraft. This is like the straight up like biggest UFO um, incident in america
0: yeah you know, it is it's wild like just unidentified and right. not like alien like absolutely it's crazy because you know i rely heavily on the apro bulletins for my for my research i, I mean i mean i guess i don't rely on it heavily but the first resource i look up <coughs> is i look into the archives of the apro bulletins there is no mention of this incident in the APRO bulletins, which I find so strange to me because they fucking hate... The Lorenzans hate the military. They hate the Air Force. They have a vendetta against them because they know their games and their bullshit. And this seems like a prime fucking example of of them covering something up but maybe they weren't interested in it because it wasn't a manned uh, craft or something. But there was no APRO bulletin throughout the whole year of 1966. I even got into 67 just to see if they <laughs> were, like, were like, oh, we forgot something. But no, man, they never uh-huh. they never mention it. And it's like, why why are the premier UFO researchers of the time not even mentioning this incident, you know,
1: yeah, like this
2: fucking insane. But it's yeah, it's yeah,
0: hard. and it's and reported you, all over the country. About.
2: I don't know how much time we got. We didn't get into just the weirdness of, you know, why it may have landed there and the fucking weirdness of Chestnut Ridge. Well,
0: you know, Chestnut Ridge, uh, yeah, dude, there's, yeah, there's, there's mad Bigfoot UFO correlations. Bigfoot. There's uh, thunderbirds okay. uh,
2: Thunderbird sightings A lot of like I, I mentioned something to Dogman
0: uh, Panthers sorry, grew up in, Dragons Dragon, uh, like, Oregon
2: About um, uh, Bigfoot sightings like, What the fuck are you talking about Bigfoot? That's like You know that's Northwest And I was like There's Bigfoot Fucking sightings in like You know the Northeast On like the East Coast But like no, Yeah man. just that cool. ridge Like Bigfoot Sasquatch Whatever Like and a lot of them have to do with UFO
0: sightings. And Stan Gordon had his own Bigfoot unit where they oh, had yeah. two-way yeah, radios, you know? And he he claims that the earliest Bigfoot uh, sighting that he has heard of was 1931 in the area. Oh, really? Yeah, so it, I mean, Bigfoot in the Chestnut Ridge western pennsylvania area far precedes any ufo activity it seems
2: and again something that people don't like you know you hear about bigfoot more in like you know northwest like where we live and shit like that right you don't hear about it so much in like pennsylvania but there's so many fucking cases about it
0: right yeah, man, and I honestly didn't know. I mean, you don't think Bigfoot and like think I said, East I Coast,
2: huh?
0: No. No. But let's 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 give a little background here. Chestnut Ridge for those who don't know, like me, and I don't know if you know, but it spans from the northern from a northern point of uh southern Indiana County, which I can only assume Might be in Indiana.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's uh Yeah, it's like I think it's like mid mid North Pennsylvania.
0: Oh okay. No. So so (laughs) Yeah, Indiana
2: County is, is
0: Pennsylvania. Okay, so it's southern Indiana County in Pennsylvania and it goes all the way into West Virginia. Into like the Morgantown yeah, area. Close
2: to like shit, yeah, which is just which we don't need to get into which is just, just south of
0: where there. you Morgantown is just south ish of where where Kecksburg is, yeah.
2: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I, I, we played a couple shows there and it's like forty five minutes from where. You know, I grew yeah. up. Yeah.
0: So through through certain parts of western Pennsylvania into M- Morgantown, which is like western, northwestern West Virginia, this ridge yeah. runs, and there's all sorts of weird shit that happens, and a lot of it is honestly Bigfoot related and um, UFO related.
2: Cryptid s- shit, like
0: yeah. Uh, oh, by the way,
2: like you know, like there, there was a thing in one of the one of the two documentaries we both talked about where it was like, somebody saw a fucking 20-foot-long snake with wings. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like almost like Jersey Devil stuff, but it's not, but it's just like, these like, collaborations of like, you know, it's a wing thing with like this, and like, you know, the Mothman, and fucking... From the birds. There's so many. I think Stan Gordon talks about it. He's like, we got so many weird fucking calls about stuff that we didn't know how to categorize them.
0: Hmm. There's a number of different sightings in the area that it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of baffling. Um, but before we get into that, real quick, I just got to say there, and this is kind of annoying uh one of the one of the main roads where the Kecksburg incident happened i forget the original name of the road but it's been renamed meteor road whoa i which, didn't know about that how annoying is that like stan gordon how did stan ah. gordon let that happen you know <laughs> like the uh, meteor road is that what everyone thinks that it was a meteor cuz not first off it's not a meteor because they 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 get the they get this guy from Penn State to officially explain what it is. Like a meteoroid is an no, object don't, in space. Don't get me started about Penn State. Let's 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 talk about this. A meteoroid is an object in space, metal or stone or a mixture of the two. Yeah. Right? And a meteor is when it enters Earth's atmosphere and excites the atoms in the atmosphere, right? And a meteorite is when it survives the flight into the atmosphere, and it doesn't burn up, and it crashes, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Anything that crashes... If if anything, if anything, maybe it should be meteorite road, but meteor will do. Meteor will do because you know meteor maybe makes more sense because. It didn't crash. A meteor did not crash into Cacksburg. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, fuck Meteor Road. Rename it. <laughs> Stan Gordon Road. I'm gonna you know, that's that's what I say. Call it Stan Gordon Road from here on out. But yeah. I uh, agree. <laughs> so yeah, back to these you know, let's get into the, this Bigfoot stuff because it's pretty intriguing because there's so many sightings of all sorts of shit in, in in the area. It's not just Kecksburg. It's Derry Township is a big one. I don't know if you know Derry. Um, Derry is... Like I said, I, I saw a bunch of
2: shows in Derry growing up. Dairy Derry Theater. I was like at the drive-in, Dylan's Escape Plan, like...
0: Yeah, they all uh, played Derry, huh?
2: Yeah, so Derry was probably like... Like ten miles from where I grew up,
0: something like that. So it's yeah, it's a little closer than Kecksburg to Greensburg, I guess.
2: A little bit, but yeah, not. I mean, when you're young, everything's kind of far,
0: but yeah, yeah. not far at all. Yeah, yeah, man. So, um, I guess there's there, there there's a couple worth mentioning because there's multiple. We could get into a whole bunch of shit because yeah, like the Kecksburg incident. It itself, there are just so many witnesses to so many weird things in the area that it's, it's, it's unreal. It's
2: definitely way more like high, stra- quote unquote high strangeness yeah. kind of stuff yeah, Than I like knew about. And I knew about like there was weird shit that I, that I heard about growing up, but that's also like kind of kid shit where you're like, you know, how much of this is actually like legitimate or not. But like yeah, there is some fucking, like, definite, definite weird stuff
0: going on. Yeah, man. And, you know, one of them, one of the ones that interested me the most is not necessarily Bigfoot, but it's, like, half Bigfoot. I don't know. It's called the Fayette County <laughs> Occurrence in October 1973, which I think was in Uniontown, Pennsylvania.
2: Okay.
0: Um, and, I
2: think Uniontown is
0: Ohio. Really? I wrote down Pennsylvania.
2: It's like right on the border.
0: Oh fuck! I don't know. Now you I only music.
2: know I only know that because of like remembering my like hardcore scene.
0: Well, does the ridge go into Ohio? I don't know. Anyway,
1: I, I'm too many beers into this I is this is question. the Ch-
0: Chestnut Ridge documentary. So it's got to be in the Chestnut Ridge region. That's why I, I think it's Pennsylvania Uniontown, Pennsylvania. But sure. It, why not? But anyway, this guy George Kowalczyk, uh has this crazy encounter with uh an orange. I, I mean, I kind of want to gloss over it because we we we've been going on for a while, but it is a really interesting uh encounter because he saw an orange ball in the sky, and then there's all sorts of confusion as to what house this guy is at. I swear. It's either his father's house or his house. I don't fucking know. He's got that thick Pennsylvania accent. And they're doing the captions for everything that he's saying, but they're also oh, not
2: yeah, it's like, like he's speaking at different language But they're
0: not captioning everything that he says. They are deliberately not captioning certain things that he says because it's just mumbling. <laughs> But he is obviously yeah. saying something. But there are full sentences that they do not caption because it's just so thick that I, <laughs> I don't even think they fucking bothered. And I feel like it was some of it was pertinent info because I got a little lost in the timeline to this guy's story about exactly where he was. But any, anyway, long story short, he encounters an orange glow like like a. a a big ball lands in the woods and like, has this orb, orange glow.
1: Orb-esque
0: yeah, type thing. yeah, and this is you know this is 1973, so eight years after the Kexburg thing, but they see creatures come out of it and they're tall, man. They're like towering over the fence post a couple feet, so they got to be push, uh, pushing seven feet or something. But long story short, he shot some tracers at it that illuminated the fucking area and illuminated them and he saw what they were in their eyes and uh, he eventually shot one of them legit shot one oh, of yeah. them. Oh yeah,
2: these are like the the Sasquatch-y thing. Yeah,
0: they're like the, the the way the documentary animates them; they're really. He said they were
2: like grunting to
0: each other. They're like Chewbacca. They look like Chewbacca. They're tall, skinny, and hairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, but they there was they had some sort of like orbish light around them, or there was some UFO kind of thing right. close to them. Right,
0: and he, you know he shot. One of them, and they eventually turned around and went back to their their glowing orb and disappeared um but he was within like fifty feet of these things, and he said it had glowing eyes that were staring right at him, and they were they were calling out to each other and making these yeah. these these certain sounds because um with bigfoot they the sound that they say Bigfoot makes in this region is like a baby crying. Like it's this oh, high-pitched yeah. squealy or like a kid yelling. And this is the same sound that this guy said these creatures made. So there's, there's all these um, stories in the Chestnut Ridge area about orbs of light that accompany the the... Bigfoot creature. So it's... To me, it sounds like a portal they're coming in and out of. You know? Like, almost like, like skinwalkers come in and out of these portals in the landscape. Well, it's like... It's really especially weird. Especially in like... <laughs> what's that? I just said it's really weird that there's these, these, these glowing... Uh, areas on the landscape that these these creatures seem to be coming in and out of, you know.
2: Well, when they they get in the especially Chestnut Ridge stuff, um, like there being a lot of like UFO sightings, but like in I guess like tandem with like Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever kind of sightings, but then like weird stuff where it's like there was a Bigfoot with, like, some fucking orb around it, and then, like, there was also, like, a UFO in the sky, and it's like, yeah, what do the UFOs have to do with, like, the Bigfoots? And it's like, there was, I think we were talking about this the other day, that there's, like, some... I forget what I was watching, and of course, at this point, because especially during quarantine for six months, I've watched, like, a billion fucking documentaries. <laughs> right. But there's things talking about where it's like... um. Like the Sasquatch are kind of like, they're not saying this, I'm saying this, but like kind of like dolphins or whales or whatever, where it's like this like pre-current like intelligence thing where it's like these beings that have been around way longer than like human and human intelligence have been around, Mm -hmm. where it's like they communicate kind of telepathically they understand things that we don't understand so it seems weird to us or if we see them with like orbs or whatever we don't get it but it's just like again it's like science like those things about science where it's like we just don't understand it yet so it seems weird yeah. to us so it's like they kind of know something about like frequency or energy or whatever yeah. it's like this you know egyptian shit whatever like whatever kind of stuff. Like, they are these earlier beings that kind of know that. And that's, for some reason, why when UFOs are around, they're also around. Right. But in in um, Kecksburg and all that, like Chestnut Ridge, there's a lot of, like, weird orb sightings and, like... So there was a woman that called, like, the cops and... She had her, I guess, her trailer was lifted up and moved over.
1: Oh, yeah, that, And yeah. she
2: saw, like, a Bigfoot. And then, what, like, people came over, like, the next day and were, like, don't talk about this. And they took, like, pictures of it and shit and, like, told people not to, like, say anything about it. Yeah. And, like, oh, there was someone taking, like, pictures of it and they took their camera.
0: Yeah. No, that that's known as the Superior Mobile Home Court incident, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Superior yeah. Su- Superior's mystery man. Yeah, this this lady said that a oh, Bigfoot was standing behind her trailer, and yeah, like mo- like literally, again, baby crying sounds happened. People heard it, and then this woman saw this thing, and it fucking moved her trailer apparently because it was so strong and people saw it and then it ran away it all it just ran away scared but this this guy from Ohio with Ohio Ohio government license plates showed up oh, yeah. wanting to know what happened and he took polaroids and a camera from a young boy and this guy was telling the story and a young boy took pictures polaroid pictures and as it's, you know, coming out of the Polaroid camera and being exposed to light, you know, uh, developing in the sunlight, the guy takes the picture and the kid's like, I just took a picture. And then he said to the kid, you just made a picture for us. And he t- yeah. <laughs> he, t- he took it and, and put it. In- like a huge thing. Yeah. And, then and then he destroyed like, the, the footprints. And apparently he
1: went over <laughs> and destroyed the
0: footprints. Yeah, footprint. yeah. He like destroyed. He's over there. He's over there stealing Polaroids from children and stomping out Bigfoot footprints. He's taking all the evidence, and then they. The, the, Someone said they were gonna call the cops. Yeah.
2: And they were like, he fucking took off.
0: Yeah, he took off so fast. He just ran to his car and just left. And it's just.
1: <laughs> I hate this guy. Fucking
0: hate this guy. I mean, it's comical, but under the circumstances, it makes sense. Like if they. You're gonna send some guy it's like wild, like to men
1: cover black it up. It's yeah, like, it's fucking so... weird.
2: There was Stan Gordon was talking about. I like, I, I think it was the Keksberg thing. I don't remember, but he was like talking about some guy who was, like interviewing. It, I guess it wasn't. It was like something else because was a bunch of weird shit that happened there. He was interviewing this guy, and the guy was like. Stan Gordon was like, is it cool if we hypnotize you? And he's like, do you want to do that again? Oh, and he's yeah, like,
1: what yeah, are you yeah.
2: talking about? And he's like, these people came to my house I right. and they were like, with you? And they like, hypnotized me and like, asked me a bunch of shit about like UFO stuff. And Sam Gordon was like, that was nobody that had anything to do with us.
0: Right. Yeah. And around that oh, time, he was getting a lot, Gordon was getting a lot of attention from Washington. And uh, he said that they were asking him for evidence, and of of shit that was happening happening in the area in 1973 or so, and he was asking. They were asking for any good evidence to be sent to the Bureau of Sports, Fisheries, Bird, and Mammals Lab. And they they were <laughs> that makes total sense. like, this is all like the Bigfoot stuff, you know, and. Uh, yeah, and he says that he met with a couple men from the the government, the federal, I guess, federal government that week or whatever, or a couple weeks later. And then that was when this whole thing about the hypnotized witness came up and he's like, you're going to hypnotize me again? Because he was thinking maybe these people that came to visit him asking for evidence had already gotten to this witness and hypnotized them. You know, it was uh-huh. like really weird shit. But anyway, yeah, long story short, there's a lot of weird... Bigfoot stuff happening in the early seventies that the federal government apparently was very interested in <laughs> uh,
2: so again, that's the weird thing where it's like if if the fucking Kecksburg acorn thing was being like intelligently like you know um, they were they were going somewhere on purpose, it's kind of interesting that they landed in kexberg
0: yeah. I mean, if it was intentional or not, or it was just like any or any it's just
2: a fucking another weird coincidence.
0: Any crash, you just I, crash where you crash. But whether it was,
2: I, I think
0: with that. Well, whether it was uh, controlled by some sort of intelligence, because like like we said, it was a slow descent, a soft landing. Uh, yeah. it, you know, you don't know if it was intentionally landed there or if that's just where it, you know, I guess ran out of gas as a, a, a way to explain it, uh, but it just, space gas, space
1: that's, gas. that's
0: where it ended up, man. That's where it just petered out Kexburg. but
2: you know, it's I mean, it it, it's another weird coincidence, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't think that incident has anything to do with all of this Bigfoot talk and the UFOs that go along with the, the Bigfoot stuff. But
2: and that makes it even fucking weirder. There's just so guess, a
0: lot of I weird shit happening my in the region. is
2: that it's fucking, we got Nazi Glock um, information from Project Paperclip and we were trying something out and it fucked up. That's That's what I
1: think it is.
0: Yeah, well, who knows, man? I mean, it's also a fairly remote area, so if you're gonna, I mean, it's like the New Mexican desert in a sense. If you're gonna try to get away with some weird shit, you know, do it in the middle yeah, of nowhere. That's where you're gonna do it. You know? Who knows? I mean, because like I said, there are so... I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface. There's so many... There's the Bell Farm incident. There's Sam Sherry in Wilpin, Pennsylvania, who came face-to-face with a fucking weird mangy-looking creature with a mohawk that...
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Like, that...
2: attacked his car. Yeah, it just
0: sounds like a weird meth head that attacked him in the middle of the night. Uh, but then there's there's. Aaron, I mean, like
2: again, growing up around there, like I think some of these might just be like local people incidents.
0: Who? Yeah, I mean, it could be a seven foot fucking meth head, but you know, then there's the Thunderbird sighting. This Aaron Shakti guy, who man, that that story was fucking funny, man. Uh, he he claims to have seen a Thunderbird on his property where he was quote cutting his back field. I I, 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 backfield well, is like I, I said, guess like, Western I, Pennsylvania I, I for backyard. Dude, like, I don't know. But backfield
2: I <laughs> grew up with like telling me about his dad telling him about Thunderbirds and mm-hmm. like them being like a Native American thing, like around where we grew up, like just fucking giant fucking birds.
0: Well this this story is hilarious because he, he he's cutting his backfield and then he says that he went to grab his family from the park, Keystone State Park, so he could show them, quote, what the field looked like. I mean, when was the last time you mowed your fucking yard and then went and grabbed your family to, like, bring them to show them how awesome it was? I mean, unless this was decades in the making, I don't understand... Why he's going to grab well, it's his Western, family? It's There's not much going on. Hey, look at look at the field I mowed. You know, but so he claims after he mowed the the fucking back field that he saw what looked like a tree stump. Then he got closer and he thought it, he th- literally thought it was a deer sitting on its ass. Oh yeah, like on its ass, a few feet up with you know, whatever. But then it picked up its head, and then he realized it was a bird. You know, like the wings are folded in, and it's just sitting there looking like a fucking stump, and then it sticks its head out. And he says he got about within 50 feet of it, and then it opened its wings. And these things, these Thunderbirds apparently have anywhere between like an 8 to 20 foot wingspan, right? And they have like dark feathers and reptile-like skin and shit. And, you know, it flew at him and over him. And this guy is so Pennsylvania. He's wearing... He says, ah, Judas Priest. You know? (laughs) Which I think is a funny quote. But then he said it had big claws. And he he says that it it may be big claws, like big enough that maybe it couldn't pick you up, but it would take pieces of you and fly
1: them away. (laughs) You know what's funny? Another one of the guys describes... And Judas Priest, another one of the
2: guys describes like one of the cars leaving the incident, like the Kecksburg incident, as he's like, they left that incident it like they were hell for leather. Yeah,
1: hellbound
0: for leather. Yeah. <laughs> like, two, two
2: Judas Priest references.
0: Yeah, I mean these guys don't even know. Maybe they do know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. But yeah, yeah, the, the, this Thunderbird sighting was pretty funny. And what I really enjoyed about it, he's wearing this skin tight. Steelers muscle shirt, and at they, one
2: point he moves,
0: and oh, the, the part that they blur out stays
2: where it's blurred out, and you can, see,
0: dude, you can see it's not man. even one point. The whole thing, like they're trying to blur out the Steelers name and the Nike logo, and it's just failing left and right. It's so funny to watch, <laughs> you know. Because this documentary is actually pretty well done. The Chestnut Ridge incident, Chestnut Ridge, but they did a real shit job of blurring out this guy's steeler jersey or steeler
1: shirt and
2: speaking of shirts they have the other guy with it's like the superman logo mm. but it's uh a, it's a, it's a snake in a number two right
1: and it's a second amendment
2: yeah (laughs) dude it's a pro second amendment shirt that looks
1: like a superman shirt
0: you know who that was that's that was fucking john hayes that was the 10 year old boy playing football (laughs) whose parents had they the military took over his farmhouse made it a command center that was him Oh, shit. He was in every... He was in the... He was in the Stan Gordon documentary. He was in Unsolved Mysteries. And he was in the... God damn it, you're right. He was in every single one, man. That's him.
2: Oh, he's got nothing else to do.
0: Obviously not. But... No. Dude's a legend.
2: Jesus. Yeah. Well, he's got no Bigfoot sightings.
0: Not that I know of. But, yeah. I mean, dude. John Hayes, national hero... He's a, he's a veteran, apparently, and he loves his, uh, Second Amendment rights. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what do you, what, what do you know? Who would have thought? The man... Shit,
2: I didn't, I didn't know that where I grew up was so fucking, like, I knew it was weird, like, hick weird, but I didn't know it was like, like I said, it's like, a uh, what's that place? Sasquatch Ridge, um... <laughs> The place in Arizona. Oh, man. Ranch. The something ranch.
0: You're not talking Skinwalker. Yeah. No, that's exactly. that's in Utah. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: want a triangle? Like, whatever. Like, there's, a, there's some weird-ass shit going on in those mountains.
0: I never knew Western Pennsylvania seriously was, was a hotbed. But, like I said, I feel like Stan Gordon and his... It's not even Stan Gordon because he he plucked 80-year-old fucking people everyone from the community to to say their piece and they all said the same thing like these people aren't full of shit they are t- telling the story that apparently no one wants to listen to but you have to respect it because it was a massive story for the region but it's also a huge i mean one i mean i agree what
2: what was the military doing or what what was it it. there's so many people to say the same fucking thing like it's not like roswell people saw it people saw it happen people saw the thing people saw it leave people saw military people like yeah there's no denying this
0: there's no denying any of this happened unless you talk to the military uh the military will say it happened on a much smaller Betty, scale, no yeah, yeah, so you know you 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 throw all of that on top of everything that comes after with all the bigfoot and the thunderbird and the dogman and the panthers <laughs> and the possible dragons. And who knows what else? Yeah, the 20, 20 foot long winged dragon in the woods of Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia and possibly Ohio and whatever.
2: Well, you got you got Mothman in the in the fucking West Virginias. Yeah, man, it's it's
0: it's it's a crazy region. Which
2: is not far, like still kind of, I think, in the Appalachian Ridge. Fuck,
0: man, I don't even know. All I know is. I'm glad i'm I'm hip to it now, but uh the the annual kecksburg u f o fest unfortunately canceled this year due to covid everyone saw it coming but if you know when and if things get back to normal, go check out the Kexburg. UFO Festival in Pennsylvania. I really want to go...
2: I mean, I... I will plan my next, like... <laughs> I try to do, like, every six months, like, every year to go home and visit. My next visit will definitely be planned around that. It's gotta Which be. I will be in, like, 2023. It's <laughs> gotta be. Whenever. It's gotta
0: be. Yeah. Gotta do it, man. Gotta check it out. Um. But, yeah, man. That's it. That's it. I think... I think we've we've, I think we did it We did it And you know There's plenty more To talk about honestly I mean we could go on For another hour I'm not lying There's so much That happens In the area you are from That it's unreal
2: (sighs) Why did I not know?
0: I don't know But Fucking A Oh hey
2: Let let me give We we're going to do
0: Music we've been listening to I'm been listen to this dude Reptoid Reptoid Right Um
2: it's like weird reptilian, New World Order, conspiracy theory, solo noise rock stuff. He plays drums and it's like triggers and shit. It sounds like late locusts and early swans and lightning bolt, like noise rock stuff. So I just wanted to say that. That's, that's what I've been listening
1: to.
0: And where where from? Where's Reptoid from?
2: Uh, he's from
0: Oakland. Oakland great uh the yeah. uh N- Necrot the band that I uh recommended oh, in, yeah. in my uh what I'm listening to intro is also Oakland Bay Area based so big Oakland night tonight it is <laughs> <laughs> well
2: hey thanks for letting me do this again I
0: appreciate it hey no worries thanks for being here and we'll obviously do it again We'll we'll figure something out and we'll we'll have another three-hour conversation <laughs> i'm down it's <laughs> cool well awesome dave thank you so much for being here and uh yeah of man course. where you're from is fucked up
2: it's weird i want to know more about it <laughs> well let's... i'm trying i've been doing i've been talking to, like my parents and shit i'm, I'm investigating so well, we'll see. i'm telling you me
0: you and aunt we take a trip back to greensburg and we go to this ufo festival mm-hmm. I'm down. Let's
2: see. There's a bunch of shit there. We'll do
0: it. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too, man. Later. Okay. There it is. There it was. Dave Angelini and I talking Western Pennsylvania. Man, that was a long episode. I, I didn't think it would be that long, but, I mean, shit. We left out so much there's just too much Western Pennsylvania weirdness. Uh might warrant another episode some other day, I swear. But thank you, Dave, for being here as usual. Fucking awesome. Uh real good time. So Yeah, hit me up on social media. Lost Rhetoric Podcast at gmail dot com for, you know, regular email nonsense. But at Lost Rhetoric Pod on Facebook and at Lost Rhetoric Podcast on Instagram. And uh, let me know what you're thinking and please rate, review. Uh, yeah, any, anywhere you can. Apple Podcast and any other app you got that allows rating and reviewing and just sharing and all that shit. Share a link. Tell your friends. Let everyone know Lost Rhetoric is the fucking shit. Even though. You know, this episode's going on two hours and 45 minutes. I am glad you guys are still here with me, if you are still still here with me. But that's it, man. That's it for the week. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay
1: safe.